Welcome to D&D Brief. I am Sam, and I am the DM of this game. And so uh, let's do a very short introduction. We'll start this time with uh, Matt. Hello, I'm Matt. I'm playing Konos, the CL4 Lock. And David. Uh, I'm David. I play Axley Tillingquest, the Halfling Bard. And Nina. Hello, everyone. I'm Nina, and I'm playing Emrena Nestra, who is a human Tempest Clerk. And Karu. Hello, name's Karu. I am playing Marcel Petitiablaran, a genderfluid Lutrinian storm sorcerer. Okay, so the real question is, who wants to do a recap? Man, a lot happened last time. Yeah, we played uh, Chase the Chicken <laughs> for like a long time. Basically, we got caught up sort of in a, mur- in a murder mystery, um, and we basically found out that we were trying to investigate. Uh, well, we, we met this Lord Krumov, who was like the finance minister, I believe, and we kind of all kind of just immediately took up a bit of a dislike into him. And then we later found um, one of the people who's supposed to be keeping a watch on the wards that prevent teleportation into the palace had been had been killed. And so we spent a lot of time basically going back and forth between about four or five locations trying to run down clues and... I'm not sure we really got much resol- resolution out of it uh, by by the end of it. Well, it was a pretty ma- major reveal of an episode, right? In the sense that some pretty major information was was brought to light that there that basically the bad guys, the evils here, right? That we kind of have to deal with. We thought we thought maybe we were a little ahead of it. We thought that we were we were, you know. Um, charting new territory to try to uh, find out how to address Larelac and his plans, and now we know that, oh, we're really behind it. It's here. It's been here long before we were here, and it's already got its grips on the, the, the kingdom. That was a pretty major reveal. Because at the end of the session, I, if I remember correctly, um, the four of you were discussing, you know, is this all just a repeat of history? And if it is, you know, if, uh, if the other way to reverse this environmental catastrophe that's occurring, this flooding area, if, if the way to reverse that is to stop Cornelius from killing Batet, is it possible to do that? Um, and you have pseudo Cornelius with you. Yeah, well, that one's easy. We just take Pseudo Cornelius with us, so he can't kill the Tet. <laughs> sure. The other issue is that everyone that you know and love is now in Calport, right? Uh, Rayla is the abbotess, or will be as soon as she is officially installed. For all intents and purposes, she already is. There just hasn't been a ceremony. Um, Imran's entire family is there. Konos's family is there. Uh, Axley's family might be there. Of course, he probably doesn't want to see Dahmer Brittlespoon at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> but remember that Trastenfin was overrun with goblins, which, by the way, uh, the goblins remember when you did happen to figure out how to turn them out of, uh, out of their cursed state, so to speak. They were halflings, the, the two or three, a couple of halflings and a human, I think, that you pulled out 
and they were from the past. So there's some weird stuff going on there. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, my point is on in Calport right now, everybody that you know, except maybe Marcel, uh, because you don't know if the Lutrinians are still back in that area or not, but. And Lutrinians are all over the place because they tend to travel more than. Right. But I just mean in terms of would they have noticed, you know, these, this massive ships going from Traston Finn and, and the. And following. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for all Marcel knows, they've all been turned into undead. He did see a bunch of Lutrinians in the undead army. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's trying not to think about that right. one. So I, I guess my point is kind of, uh, you're kind of saying, all right, uh, we're done with Calport. We've warned them. They know that there's a huge danger and now we can go off and do what we want. Except if there's a huge danger and the giant undead army is being led to Calport, your whole families are there. Yeah. I, I mean, from my perspective, I think we've accomplished half of what we need to, because I don't feel like we can leave until th- this is the, the seat of the kingdom. It needs to be prepared to defend itself and then survive so that it, whatever's left afterwards, if we are successful, it can start to put the pieces back together again. It needs to have all of its trade and magic and rule to be able to, to bring all these little fractured. My question is, where do we fit in that? Like there are capable people here of preparing and and now that they know that this thing is real, that we're not talking nonsense. So they're going to treat it as a real threat. Then reversing the sinking and, and defeating Lerlac ourselves is probably the best way to keep Calport safe. But we haven't talked to the Queens yet, right? We don't know what they now believe and what they're, what action they're going to take as a result. That's true as well. True. I mean, we could ask to see the queens and basically tell them, hey, well, now you know this is real. This is where we're going. Um, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think the victory is... To send us <laughs> because to we us arrived here, we put pressure on, on Lairlac. He had to reveal himself. So now that he's had to reveal himself, you know, what's the kingdom going to do about it? So the, I think that, and that's where the queens come in. We, that's why we were trying to win their trust from the very beginning. I think partially the, 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 the big thing is we've kind of established that the sinking hasn't been completed. It's still in, a, in the process of. And if it is completed, then all bets are off and everyone dies. So reversing it is a pretty important step to avoid that. But yeah, we could start with basically just talking to the queen, seeing what kind of asking what their plans are now. How they're going to protect themselves. How they're going to protect themselves and be like, hey, so we think that by reversing the sinking and stopping Laralac will nullify this potential problem. So we can't stay here to help defend the kingdom. Yeah, at some point we got to let someone else take control of something, whether that's <laughs> Like we can't do everything. Said no D. Said no D and D character ever. (laughs) Sorry. Delegating problems? No. (laughs) No, no. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Um, Like we could stay. Like uh, Axley's talking about. Like we could stay and we can protect, but at the same time, like someone's going to have to stop the sinking because like Marcel said, we're like, it's, I don't think it's complete. 
like everything is going to disperse until it goes to those four corners and then everything is gone. Like it's over. So someone is going to have to. I, mean, take no, I, I don't think we should stay and protect. Yeah. That, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying oh, okay. we should, we need to just help the kingdom get to a point where, where they have acknowledged that that's their role and, and not just protect. They need to be proactive. They right. now can't just yeah. sit back mm-hmm. in the, in the castle in the kingdom they have to send out scouts they have to start getting ready they ready to get their defenses ready they have to rally all the aspects of power of their kingdom the magic the the trade um all of that and they need to take this threat seriously once they start acknowledging that's what they're going to do then i feel like okay great now that and that's good for us too because we want pressure on Laralak from another source we don't want Laralak and his army just 100 percent focused on us that's going to not help our mm. chances of success yeah okay sorry i misunderstood then yeah, no, that works. I mean, making it so that Kelport is Laralak's concern means we have a better shot of going to the Blue Plateau and fixing that leak and then finding yeah. out how to get the water back in. No, I always thought that that was our goal. I just I just wasn't sure how to do it exactly. But maybe it's, I guess maybe it's time to just go for it. Take the plunge, strike out, yeah. and see what we, what we can find. Right? I think Konos probably has like the best idea of how what this looks like because didn't you did some kind yeah. of like thing. It's not commune, but my mind is going to commune. But it was something way worse because you went comatose for a long time. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, like contact at the point. It wasn't yeah. Commune. yeah, so yeah, so I so I have this like mind map in my head of like exactly where we need to go and whatnot and where we need to aim at, but I'm the only one who can comprehend it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a thought. A couple, maybe, maybe it's a puzzle piece fitting together, or maybe it's me just bashing it over and over until it, it actually somewhat fits. <laughs> but when I was reading the notes, one thing that came to mind was the the pieces that um, Shamasa Hasit was the only demon to be able to ascend in rank, and the way a demon does that is by capturing a soul, a powerful soul, right? So, what if that mm-hmm. powerful soul was Batet? as a result of the betrayal and murder. Uh, and that's a key event, right? Because once Batet was killed, it empowered the demon to then start wrecking its evil plans for the sinking. You want to know my crazy theory? Yeah. Y'all are going to laugh. But for like a half a second, I was looking over the notes and I was like, I wonder if Axley is Batet in this timeline. I, you think we're- I feel like you... you like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, may- maybe he is dead. Maybe he- it's something else and, like, everything is already done. But at the same time, like, Batet was, like, this prophet that, like, figured out the corruption and figured out how to reverse the sinking, but nobody believed him. And that kind of sounds like you. Like, you're the one that did the translations. You're the one that did the Book of Proofs. You're the one that's, like, hammering the queens and they're still, like, not listening. You know, like it, it, it's just a weird parallel. And like for a brief second, that crossed my mind. Interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that, like overlaying what we were going through as the. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's, it was just something that went through my mind. I don't know if it's relevant or not, but it's something to think about. And like Emerin's got an eye on Laxley because of that. I mean, we were talking about this like cyclical nature of everything that has come up in history. That's just and... my conspiracy theorist going. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just 
That's the part of me that like loves this because I can really like overthink it way too much, but it's great. What is uh, I, be- I better not I better watch myself then so I don't get black stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're asking me what Konos is thinking. As far as you know, actually or blacksley being the ten, I'm not sure about that. I mean, if 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 I one idea I have is you know if Blacksley is Cornelius Adram, who is the person we're supposed to prevent from killing Batet, who we mm-hmm. don't know who that's supposed to be, I guess, yeah. at this point. Um, and he came from the Dark Plateau. Well, I have a means of getting of sending him back there. If we don't, if we don't want him to kill Batet, good way to do that is make sure he's not anywhere near him. Send him to another plane of existence. Well, and now he, back where he came from. he's been, you know, now he's been in commune with that sword, that dark sword. I know that worries me a lot. Yeah. But as far as like the most direct thing we can do as far as you know taking care of the sinking, I think it's go to the blue plateau and try to fix the gap in the well of Cal- Capitalis. Because we've got at least I think we you know the coral I've got is supposed to be the piece that will plug that leak, if nothing mm-hmm. else, which is step one. Or okay. step eight, but of everything else. But yeah, like basically, you know, we, even if we're as far as the other things like you know, I have no no idea about how to negotiate with devils. Um, or anything like that. Oh, that's going to be a mess. Yeah, that, when, that, won't, that won't be tough at all. When I was talking to my girlfriend about all this, she was just like, when I got to that part, she was like, good luck! <laughs> a lot of fine print. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a curse in between those two words, you know. Um, she's she's read a lot about demons. Uh, but one step at a time. When we ended the last session, we were in Hubertus's presence right discussing with him yeah. what we saw and he seemed to know a lot more than than we were telling him he seemed to be already informed about a lot of it yeah i mean he, you know his response was it's my job to know everything that's going on i think he was going to do like a i think we'd asked him like to do a, do a zone basically do zone of truth on Kromov. yeah he sit, at the right at the end i think you convinced him that Kromov was you know, because remember, at first his response was, well, you know, when everything started going sideways at the Royal Manor here in Calport, it's when you all showed up. And, uh, but through talking to you, you convinced him basically that at the very least, Kromov has some funky things going on. And that maybe, you know, his he, he, he responded to you at first regarding Kromov that, you know, Kromov has been one of the you know, one of the queen's family's most loyal advisors. He is the minister of commerce for the entire region. And, you know, he has no reason to betray or, you know, do, do something to divert or endanger the, the, the power and health of the Queens. Um, Capitalism's completely, you know, incorruptible. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not a capitalist society, but uh, it's it, it's it's yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, and and but by the time by the time the session ended, after you know several minutes of bantering back and forth, he said, "Okay, well, you've given me enough that I need to talk to Kromov at least." So I've sent for him. He has had a messenger sent to his personal residence to tell him that. Uh, you know that he needs to come for an audience with the the council. Yeah, 
And that was and, that was sort of the end of the session. And one of his sons is dead, right? Didn't we? What didn't? Is that who Blacksley killed? No. So uh, Blacksley killed somebody that Hubertus referred to as Alexander. Um, was the and, kid who was spying on us at the banquet. Yeah, and Kramov has three children. Uh, Colette uh, Nils, who is the person he sent to be your page, and then Pieter. So, yeah, as far as you know, Alexander is not, but he was, he's like his cousin or something. He's, he's, he's oh. his Kramov's sibling's child or something, right? There was a connection there, but he was not his son. And he was undead, right? Because I think. Yes, vision. because at the at the beginning of the session, Konos put on his robe of eyes and changed the view so he was looking out the eyes of the the invisible uh, spy boy, the invisible spy, and he was like laying on the ground, staring at the corner of the wall, and basically dying by lair left hand, as I remember. As far as. You assume, yeah, somehow. I mean, you don't really know that. All you know is that uh, Tullus was not the person who sent the invisible spy after you. So I thought you specifically saw Laralac. Well, we heard we heard Laralac saying, "You know, this—that's what you get. You know, next time you won't be so foolish." So we heard his voice. I don't think we—I don't know if we saw him, but we heard his voice for sure. So yeah, so so it's reasonable to assume that yes, uh, either directly by Laralac's hand or through Laralac having a a goon do it. But then he, but then uh, Blacksley killed him again, <laughs> killed killed him the second time because he was uh, there for Rayla. So yeah, there was a lot that went <laughs> went on yeah. last session. Yeah, there was quite. A so what do you want to do then? Do we want to stick uh, around for this interview or? Yeah, well, I'd like to ask Hubertus. Hubertus, so now that this all has gone down, I know you've had a lack of trust in us initially. What do you think the kingdom should do in response? What do you think is happening? So how much how much are you telling him about Laralac's army? Because I don't think you told him everything. I think... Was Hubertus there the first time we talked to the queens? I believe he was. Um, yes, although so. you probably you don't have recollection of him being there, but he is their like main vizier, so he probably was there. Because mm-hmm. I, re- if I recall correctly, when we first spoke to the queens, or the second time we spoke to the queens, somewhere around there, we told them that we had seen this army of undead creatures that Laralac controlled, and that's why we thought that he was a danger and a possible threat to the kingdom because it was a large army that included big things, including, you know, large creatures. Um, So he knows that. And then we started talking as if he wasn't in the room, but we knew he was in the room. I believe last session about the whole reversing the sinking and how, we have to like we have plans to try and reverse the sinking that we think will work so mm-hmm. he knows that so like he knows Laralac we told him like I specifically re- remember telling him that we knew that Laralac was a very powerful necromancer 
He has now proven that he is powerful enough or has the contacts enough to get through the wards in the palace. So he is a very capable spellcaster. So he knows that about him. I don't know if we've gone into detail with like the, the Shamasa Hasid things. I think we kind of need to tell him because he, he needs to be able to make him uh, uh, be an advocate to try to get the kingdom on the right footing and how to respond. So they need, they need to know what they're up against. Where's the threat coming from? What's the nature of the threat? Yeah, I think we did mention Shamasa Hasi with our first visit with the queens because Talos flipped a shit on us about it. So we like <laughs> mentioned it. I don't know. I don't know how much detail. I don't think we went into very much detail about it, but I know it wasn't mentioned. So he at least knows the name. Okay, and, so what do you want to do then? And there's also the fact that if he asks, I don't think we're like keeping information from him at this point. So if he feels he needs more information, we can probably fill him in. I mean, if it will allow us, I want to stick around for this meeting he has with Chroma. Yeah. Yeah, can he? Can we accompany him to the meeting? Um. Y- yes, I th- I think he would let you do that. And that's with sure. the council. Does that mean that'll include the queens? It is unclear. I mean, you can well, ask. It him. might suit us at the very least to meet who else is on the council and kind of see what all can be done to protect and keep Calport safe. Mm-hmm. I think the castle's on lockdown anyway, so we're kind of stuck for at least a hot second. That's true. Though as long as that rod is inactive, it means at, le- at the very least Lyralak isn't back here to annoy people. <laughs> and it'll react if he does come back, so. Yeah, remember it's like has a, it got a smoky blue color and a smoky red color and did different things, so it was... Yeah, we haven't talked about the fact that it's not plain blue anymore, which is... uh, Like the planes are blending into one another? Yeah, or something. Um, Okay, so (laughs) we'll we'll, uh, we'll do that. We'll stick around for the meeting with Kromov. And to, like, once we have the council, we can also, like, breach the whole, hey, so... This is happening. What are you going to do to keep the city and its people safe? Meantime, we're off to do X. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the council will meet in the um, the the part of the castle where the queens have been taken. That is the most defendable place. So. Uh, Hubertus will take you there. It's underground, about four floors down. Uh, and the council is already, the council has already come together, with the exception of the missing members of the council. Um, so here's who's on the council. Uh, of course, the two queens. Uh, Varus is the chief magistrate. Uh, Pictor is the minister of the treasury. Tullus was the abbot, but now Rayla is there instead. Uh, Sabatine, of course, is not there because she is deceased. Kromov uh, is not there yet. He has been sent for. 
uh, Hubertus is there, and uh, Captain Lord Tobik is there. And then there are a bunch of elite guards, like 15 or so guards. They are outside, though, and they are at every possible angle. They're not, not outside as in outside, outside the castle, but outside of the room. But they are, you know, prepped to protect any entry possible. So when you get to the room, the only people that are there are the council members. So the two queens, Varys, Pictor, Rayla, Hubertus, now you, and then Captain uh, Lord Tobik. Kramov has not shown up yet and is not there. Okay. The queens are not in their regalia. They are they have shed their uh, decorative clothing and they are just in their armor. And they are resplendent in shiny but functional, very high quality, probably magical armor. Remember the very first time that you met them, you noticed that under their sort of regal robes and all that, they actually had armor on. So um, so right now, everybody's just kind of milling around and talking to each other in little groups of two or three people. And then you arrive, and everybody kind of turns. To be expected. Is everybody, <laughs> is everybody safe? For now. The Good. entire compound is on high alert, so... Your Majesties, we're here to answer any questions you may have that we can help fill in any details that you're seeking as to what the nature of the threat is. Who killed Sabatine? That's what we're hoping to be about to find out. Well, since we were not there to witness the event, <laughs> we, we have our suspicions, but we can't factually say. I mean, if we want to be really technical, the one person behind it would be Larillac, though I don't think he did that personally. And we have personally witnessed Larillac's ability to corrupt very steadfast individuals that otherwise would seem like allies. Marcel. <laughs> so, so we can we can speak to Larillac's ability to reach into trusted circles and and enact his evil will. One quick question: uh, Did you take Blacksley with you to the council chambers? No, I wouldn't want to. Unless anyone else want... has it. Where are we gonna leave him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want him there, but I don't know if I want him out of sight at this point either. Make your decision and let me know before we move on. I think we but need I, him there. I think we need him there, too. Why? We need to keep an eye on him. But otherwise, who are we, where are we worried about? What damage is he going to do? He's just, I mean, he's not with your mom. Your mom's here. I would suggest making sure he has no weapons on him. Oh, uh, when you came in, they basically wanted to see every weapon that you have. See or take? They, they just wanted to see what you have. That way they have an accounting of what's in there. Can we strongly suggest to keep this guy without weapons? <laughs> I mean, he can maybe stay outside the room with the guards. 
if yeah, he'll still we be do that. around and just tell the guards to keep an eye on him and make sure he doesn't leave. Like, I just don't want him running amok through the castle while all of this is happening. Especially now that he's, like, summoned that sword. Yeah, my my question is, like, yeah, even if he's outside and we're not watching it when Kromov arrives, he's not just going to jump out and kill him, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think we should just leave him in the quarters. I mean, unless we're we going to... leave him on, under guard in the quarters. Because yeah, unless we're going to keep him with us at all times, which is problematic in itself, there, there's really no way... It's to not like he doesn't know anything we're saying is my thing. Like, what harm besides him hurting someone but we're all like armored and he and and have weapons yeah well he could say something we don't want to say like what he could just throw some some deception out and well my vote is to keep him in sight just make sure he doesn't have any weapons and take him with us inside where do you stand konos and if he does Say, get, and if he does get out, I don't want, and if something does happen, I've got, I've got a couple things I can do. So I missed your first part, Konos. What, what did you say? You want to heal him? I'm with fine you? with him being there, but you know, you know, with the guard standing very, very close to him and not have any weapons on him. Well, so remember, there's no guards inside the oh, chamber. That's right. Right. All the guards are outside. Yeah, I mean, but it reflects it just it, it reflects on us that if we make it known that we don't trust him and he's kind of a, a loose cannon, a random right. element that we don't trust, it, 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 we we don't benefit from you know, the, the queen seeing that we have some untrustworthy All member right. of our party. Yeah, that might yeah, be a reason fair. not to let him in. Yeah. So we could leave him outside with the guards. So not take into a rumor or whatever. Just wait outside. Yeah, I feel like that's fine. With instructions like to the guard to not let him wander off. Yeah, if he's going to do something, he's going to do it with or without guards present. So, you know, <laughs> he's kind of a loose cannon anyway. So let's just let him do what he's going to do. <laughs> See what happens. So you're going to take him down to the chamber with you, but not, you're going to instruct him to stay outside of the chamber with the guards. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to. He doesn't like me very much. That's okay. I'm gonna <laughs> kind of put my hand on his shoulder like, you did a good job protecting my mom. <laughs> so now we need you to stay out here and watch. Keep guard. My mom is still in there. Stay here, keep guard, and then let us know if anything's funky and we'll come back out, okay? What am I, your puppy now? I mean, you've kind of been following us like one, so like, Kind of, but you're like a guard dog, like a really good guard dog, you know? Huh. All right, fine. Fine. I'll just stand over here, down the hall. He kind of walks five or six feet away, leans against the wall. (sighs) Really big sigh. Give him a thumbs up and walk inside. (laughs) (laughs) He already hates me, it's fine. <laughs> Follow him, Renan. And I, do, okay. I go stand by my mom and like hold her hand because this is going to be a tough conversation. Okay, so now you're in the chamber and everybody kind of looks at you 
And Axley says, you know, we're here to answer whatever questions. And the queen asks, well, what happened to Sabatine? You know, who killed her? And of course, that's the one question you can't answer. Well, I guess you can, but... Not specifically. We can report that we saw, like, claw marks on her. Like, we did, like, a very brief investigation of just, like, what happened. And when we were looking over, she had, like, claw marks on her arms. But not, like, on her clothes, like... When we mm-hmm. rolled up her sleeves, it was like through. I like describe what we saw, and I'll leave it at that. And then if Konos wants to go into detail about the dogs, he can. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll provide details on that, and also the the notion that we think that you know, because of the fact that you know there was no blood at the, uh, like there was no. It basically, it sort of looked like you know she had basically been dr- drawn somewhere else, attacked, and then the body was put back afterwards based on how, you know, the room looked once we got there. How can that possibly be when the entire town has a ward on it? What are your thoughts about how someone or something gets in there, steals her, kills her, and puts her back? We think it was someone she trusted. It was. We think it was an inside job. It's if the ward is as powerful as you describe it, then it's very unlikely that somebody could have breached it from outside. I think that the first breach may have happened not during her turn, and something lay in wait for her within the tower. And we're not from here familiar with your security or how it operates or how the ward operates, so we may not notice something that's out of out of step with that. Like there was a strange telescope in the tower that had a. A, a mesmerizing effect. I don't know if that's part of your security system or how that operates. Is there some way that the ward could be temporarily disabled? Well, not without the person who is who their entire job is to make sure it does not get breached. Allowing that's the one it person to get that breached. Was killed, right? So what we know is that Sabatine had checked in at least once after starting her turn. No one had entered the tower after she did. And yet, 20 minutes before we checked, something grabbed her, pulled her out of the tower into some place, killed her, and then deposited her again. We also know that before Sabatine, Kramov was the one on duty. So he was the only other person to go into that tower before her. And another question. Yes, where is Kramov? She's looking around. He's not here yet. Another question I have is, if the ward goes down, who would know that? Because if the motivation was to to bring the ward down for a period of time, who knows what could have transpired elsewhere in the kingdom with the ward down? Things could teleport in and out. Well, we only have one person guarding the ward at a time and that person would have to tell everyone else that it was breached so we do we do have spot checks occasionally the members of the council will just you know project their energy out and make sure that the ward is still present as a stopgap you know and there was no point in time when any of us noticed that there was a breach. 
So it must have been done when no one was checking and when whoever was tasked with being on duty, maintaining the ward, was compromised. Yes. Because the worry would be, if the, if the person responsible brought down the ward themselves, they would, be, they would be afraid that a random check would reveal the ward being down while they were in charge of it, and therefore they would be discovered. But if they murdered another warden on their shift to bring the ward down, then the only person that could be re- held responsible for bringing the ward down is the murdered individual, and there's no trace. My worry is how long was the ward down and what transpired while it was down? Because I can't see another motivation for killing the, the warden other than circumventing the ward and then not well, being noticed. If the ward was broken before and something was let in and set then that would be the reason to get rid of her. But yeah, the security of the kingdom seems to be the motivation for the attack. How badly the security of the kingdom has been breached is a big question. Well, we don't know. That's why we're all down here in a secure chamber. We're assuming that the breach is remaining and that the ward is not secure and not intact from now on. That's alarming. Until we, until we have another way to create a protective ward shield that can be maintained. And right now we don't. So we are going to have to go back to a much more high alert situation where the guards are prepared for anything at any moment, which means raise the militia, train on a constant basis, and start recruiting for the elite guard again. What we know of Larillac and his, and his army is he's coming from the sea. At least the army is. He may individually be coming in and out through, through portals or gates directly into the city, but his army itself is coming from the sea. Do you have a navy of any kind? We have our merchant class ships that can be reinforced. We now have your ships. We can start building as soon as we have a handle on exactly what happened. Now that we know what we're fighting against, we can prepare. I don't know that we have enough time. I don't know that we'll be successful. We are quite a bit smaller. This island is smaller than the continent used to be. There just aren't resources. I think it's possible Larillac started moving against you because of what happened with the dragon and the fact that Rayla was installed, or will be installed as the Abitas. Rayla turns, I, what do you mean? I don't think he likes having a daughter of us on the side of the kingdom. Well, and the dragon may have specifically been keeping Calport busy and focused elsewhere. That's true. But we also know for a fact that someone was sent to Rayla's quarters to kill her during the breach. Hmm. Ah, yes, Alexander. I heard. Yes, he was the one who was invisible at your, your banquet. 
that uh, we we saw following us. Yes, I know. Well, I can only assume that there, that since we are here in your presence, you've allowed us to down into your secure chamber. You somewhat believe what we're saying and consider us allies. Well, even if I don't believe the majority of it, I I err on the side of caution. Believing just a bit of it means I have to prepare my kingdom. Whether I believe you fully or not, it's a good idea. Better safe than sorry and all that. That's all we can hope for. We have a, a dire errand that we need, we're going to need to, to take on, and we just want to see that Calport is alert and preparing as best as possible for the onslaught that's really ahead. Rayla turns to Imran and says, You're leaving? What do you mean you have something to do somewhere else? <laughs> you know gonna have? Um, <laughs> I don't know how much I want to even... We have business elsewhere. We There's a lot going on, and right now, I think we're going to be more useful somewhere else. Do we want to be that vague? I don't know. I'm kind of waiting for someone else to <laughs> jump in and save me here. <laughs> Ultimately, we think we have a couple ways to reverse the sinking, but it won't. It'll. It will involve. Well, you recall how we had to travel to another plane to rescue you uh, from Lairlac. It will involve something similar. Konos, are you wearing uh, your bandana? No, he wouldn't wear. He wouldn't wear that anymore at this point. Rayla looks at you and says, "Your eye." Yes, it's. It was restored after the coral was removed, or it was uncovered at least. Can you see through it? I see through it. Interesting. I. What happened to the barnacle? I was healed at one point. And now you have a coral eye. Hmm. Where is it that you're going? One of the places we think we'd have to go to undo the sinking is the Blue Plateau. One. We believe the Blue Plateau is draining into this plateau and possibly others through through a breach that needs to be repaired. And you're going to repair it. She looks at Imran. <laughs> We're going to do our best. You might say, we're trying, going to try to heal the plateaus. <laughs> what greater calling for a cleric of Goras? Make sure you say goodbye to your father. On my to-do list. <laughs> couple things this long (laughs) (laughs) yeah a little bit just a little bit we'll we'll Uh, try and be as quick as possible we're gonna we have a plan at least a vague sense of where we're going what we're doing so hopefully this will at least if not buy time help ward off some of that army, because if there's no water, maybe there's no undead army. And it stops getting worse. 
and it stops getting worse and everything does not get sucked into terrible corners. We think there's a link between whatever has caused the breach is also leaking souls that are also finding their way into the undead army that Laralac commands. Or worse, feeding a demon and making it more powerful. At that point, the other queen who doesn't, who you have hardly ever heard say anything, turns and looks at Axley and says, You're going to the Soul Spire? Yes, we believe that's the location that has been compromised where all the souls are leaking from. But we don't know where it is or what to, what we'll find when we get there. We have the means to travel between planes, but we'll have to search and locate it. And what awaits us there, we have no, no knowledge. That's why we were spending, that's why we came here to seek out the library to try to answer those questions. I'll also add, and we have, we have used the Book of Proofs to, to prove that it is possible what we intend to do, to stop and reverse the sinking and to determine the process to do it. The, um, the queen is, she's, she visibly has gone pale. <laughs> and she says, three, five, seven, nine, nine, seven, five, three, six, one, seven, four. You're you're muted. I think I don't hear you, Nina. Just I'm just having a spaz attack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we we've heard that before. We have. Is that the coordinates of the of the soul spire? I it might be. I don't know where my thing is. That's what comes right before. Out of character. That's what comes right before Vade Makem Omnia. In the nice catch. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. We've heard we've heard those numbers before. It's part oh. of a ritual oh. we've uncovered. Is there anything else you can tell us about this? I was wondering when history was going to come back around. Events do seem to be repeating themselves. For generations, my family has been naming their first daughters Delencia in the hopes that eventually one of us would be around for the time when history returned and we were able to become the Queen of Souls yet again. I did not think it was going to be me. Say what? (laughs) (laughs) She takes her hand and she starts fiddling with something on her lapel on her shoulder and she un unclasps a brooch and she hands it to Emerin. It's an amethyst brooch. Oh my god. Any like particular shape? Or is it just like mm-hmm. So remember in your dream there was a certain shape that went into the door for you to get the mm-hmm. book of proofs. 
And also there was something that was referred to as the key of plateaus. Mm -hmm. And in the back of one of the books, in the Amethyst book, there was a reference to, it was a sort of a pinky hand-drawn picture of something, tubes and weird stuff. And it said, yeah, it said master. Mm -hmm. And it had an arrow. So she says, I think you'll know what to do with it when you get there. Did Konos tell us that Volum said this was not Delencia? I would have at some point, yes. Just don't know if I want to tell her. (laughs) (laughs) I don't trust anybody at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I'll I'll take it. Now we have two, right? Because we have the one that we found in the library, and then we have Mm. this one. The one, the one in the library was like a clear diamond. It wasn't an amethyst, but it was. It was the right shape. So we now have two crystals that look the same shape but are different colors. Was that gem passed down through the family as well? Yes. Last time I held a gem, an amethyst. Did not go well for me. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say that to her? She says, was it an heirloom? It was the way Larilac was controlling his minions. Hmm. He seems to be obsessed with amethysts. Or at least he seems to be using their power. Amethysts have a special ability to help bind different types of energies. In fact, it was an amethyst that we used to power the majority of the ward that did not allow teleportation into and out of Calport because it's so powerful. That's what's in that telescope. And what is that telescope used for? It just houses the the gym. That way it's hidden in plain sight, right? Instead of having it on a pedestal for all to see. And the gem powers the ward? It did. Who looked into the telescope? It was Konos, right? No, it was me. So. So. That was you. Oh. Yeah, Dick really don't like amethyst. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to not like you either. <laughs> not your stone. <laughs> not my stone. Nope. Nope. No amethysts for Mercil. So, uh, uh, Hubertus, where's Cornelius? Not Cornelius, Kromov. Oh, Kromov. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, he, he's not here yet. I, I don't know. Well, right about know, that but... time, there's a tap on the door, and one of the guards opens it and says, Kromov is not at his residence. He's no longer on the royal grounds, and oh. neither are his family members. I thought you were in lockdown. We were, but the Minister of Commerce was not under suspicion at that time. 
And <laughs> as one of the most powerful people in the city, there aren't a lot of other people who would... At least warn you know, anyone that they were leaving the grounds? In any situation where there are noble lineages and this, you're a royal family member. Look, there are always those who have undying loyalty, and then there are those who have loyalty that is for sale sometimes. As much as it pains me to say, there is no perfect leader. So therefore, there always are those who will not be loyal enough. Can we locate him? Is there any way that we can find him? Finding out what his plans are is pretty, pretty crucial to know how, how much influence Lack has and what Lack's planning. Well, I will say this much. An innocent man does not run. Fair. Fair points. Can you use the rod to find him? No. That's all once per day thing. Gotta have whole person. Well, the rod is not once per day. It's once you put that name in there until you find that person. That's all that it can do. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it's key to Laralak until we get to Laralak. Whoops. Oh, yeah. I have a looking creature. He's in with 1,000 feet. And, and Konos, you can't use your eyes, right? You've already used it? Yeah, I've already used that this day, too. If we really, really want him back that badly, I've got something I can do. I don't I... What is it? <laughs> Gate? Yeah, what is it? Oh, wait, hang on, hang on. Nope, never mind. They have to be on a different plane. Oh, bummer. He might be, for all you know. Yeah, you know for what? You know. He might be. That's but uh, good... there is one way to figure out if he's on this plane. Assuming you still have sendings left. Oh, yeah. Oh, if he's in range, yeah, it would work, right? I mean, sending, as long as he's on this plane, it will get to him. Because mm-hmm. there's no range well, except the yeah. plane. Do you get if he's not... positive confirmation that you reach him? Yeah. She'll either get he's dead or he's not on this plane or it'll go through. Those those are basically the three options. It won't tell her what plane he's on, but it will tell her. Yeah, it says you can send the message across any distance and even to other planes. But if the target is on a different plane, then there's a 5% chance that the message doesn't arrive. So you'd still be able to get through to him, possibly, if he was on another plane. I thought it was just a straight no. I mean, 5% chance. 1 in 20. Yeah. yeah. Um, still worth a try. Be like, hey, Kromov, my dear buddy, where the heck did you go? <laughs> <laughs> the queens are here waiting for you. <laughs> so, um, Lord Tobik steps forward and says, perhaps you should do the things you're going to do in a different room. Yeah, that's fair. We can step over here and not possibly expose the queens to any more danger. I heard. I was gonna say, I forgot. I heard Magic. gate spell a moment ago, so I'm a little no, bit. No, I don't think we're yeah, gonna no. do a gate spell right here. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Whatever we're gonna do, we can go back to our quarters. Right, yeah. I mean, 
that we can step outside. I we I can send I can either send a message or I can just do locate creature. You could try locate creature and then if that fails, make a sending and poke him. What's back. the range on locate creature? Locate creature is a thousand feet. Yeah. Um so it would have to be relatively you know what? The, if he's not on the castle grounds, might not be close enough. Unless he's hiding and they just didn't see him. Unless he's hiding. Yeah, but his whole family is gone. Yeah, he's he's escaping. It's just how can he right. instant, instant out, or can he? Does he have to make his way through a more traditional method? Has his room been searched? Yes. They nice searched his. They searched his office. They searched his royal manor, um, living quarters, and then they searched his actual personal living space. That's not even in the royal manor, and none of none of his family is there in any of those. Did we think there might have been a secret, uh, a secret passage underneath the rug in his quarters? I feel like he's able to bamf like. Or lack, like he can probably go to if if things point to him, like if he is really like a bad guy, then he might be able to teleport like Murlac for all we know. I mean, he had to get the rest of his family out in a traditional fashion, anyways, because that would just save his skin. But he obviously cares about his family enough to get make sure they were left, they had left, so that they couldn't be used as hostages. Yeah. But that kind of points to the fact that what we were thinking is probably true and that Kramov was the way that Larilac got in through the wards. Well, I can use a third or fourth level. I can do sending or I can do the locate creature. So I, I think That's... sending might be the best up, the best bet. It's been some time. He may be already out of range of locate creature. Yeah, we saw him when he came looking for Nils and that was... At least an hour ago, if not longer, because I don't know how long we spent talking to. But for right, a well, while. and remember, they you went, he went looking for Nils and said, "Where's my son?" And then everybody was mm-hmm. looking, and, yeah. and then they found them, and then they were in the infirmary. By the time you got to the infirmary, they were gone, and the infirmary master said, "Oh, we let them, you know, go back to their residence." So he had quite a bit of head start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You might just want to just send him ascending and be like, hey, so admitting to guilt, are we? <laughs> <laughs> Only the guilt. I mean, do I want to be like that? Or do I just want to be like, hey, the queens were, are waiting for you. Where are you? Kind of thing. So we're not like, yeah. he can what choose not to respond. If we're just like, hey, you're guilty. Like, I don't think he's going to be like, yeah, you caught me kind of thing. <laughs> well, I guess uh, one one thing we can ask is, well, the, the council here knows them knows him better. What would be more like? What should we tell him? He already has shirked a summoning summons from the queens. Mm-hmm. No one has ever done that. I mean, we can feign concern, be like, "Hey." We noticed you didn't show up. Are you still alive? Or we can just be like, hey, you're in big trouble. What's going on? 
it's having flashbacks to office space. Yeah, hi, it's me. Are you coming into yeah. work? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's he's chosen to run, so he he's not he doesn't believe that he's in the clear. He knows that he's been found out. The jig's up. He's chosen to run. So I mean, for all we know, Lara like whatever you say, man, he's not I mean, going to. He may or may not be dead at this point. You know. That's kind of why I want to send ascending anyway, because I want to know if he's still alive. But yeah, I think that I think he got scared because we were get on his tail and basically fled before we yeah. could capture him. And to be fair, running away was the last piece of evidence we needed to pin him as the responsible for everything that's happened in the castle today. Yeah. Okay. So you're in big trouble. It is. Are you going to send a ascending or? I think so. Did did. Did uh, we get any marvelous ideas during the break? Well, just tell, just tell <laughs> him. I might as well just might as well put the fear in him. Tell him that we're that we're coming for him. He can't run. He can't escape. Mm. Maybe it'll make him make a mistake. No place in Kelport is safe for you now, or your yeah, family. Yeah, I'll just uh, send him a quick message and be like, hey. The queen summoned you and you didn't show up. You're running from something. What's going on? I just realized I don't have my dice. Hold on. Now, why would he need that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I got a new... I got a new sitting standing desk. It's one of those that you can lift up and stand up for a while or you can... And I... So I moved things off so I didn't have my dice. Um... Okay. But that's one reason I really like having my dice in little like display cups on my desk because I always have dice on hand. <laughs> I normally had it sitting right there next to the monitor, but uh, um, you don't get a response. You don't. You don't contact him. I let everyone know that. As in, like your contact, the person you're trying to contact is no longer living. As in, not at least not on this plane. You. You did not. Oh. Uh, so, if if they're not on the plane or dead, um, you just get nothing. Because I don't think it tells you whether they're dead or not. All you know is that they're not. They are. Their consciousness is not available for you to contact on this plane. This right now. number is not in service. <laughs> Please try again later. Remember, you are trying to reach those. Well, that's settled. Okay. Um, great. I'm not sure if that's great or not, but <laughs> that's what it is. At least the queens know he's either dead or not on this plane of existence anymore. Let's let them know and tell them you know, he's their problem. We're all, we gotta go. Can we I go peek go out there. into the hallway to make sure that... Uh, <laughs> Our friend is chilling. There. Quest is still chilling. In the <laughs> yes, he he is there, sitting on the ground. Cool. Okay. Well, so we know that. Okay, I have a question. Yes. Does to the queen like the numbers you just gave us? How? What do you know about them? All I know is that I was told from the earliest ages that when the time came, that. Those are the numbers that would be needed. She holds up her arm and she pulls down her 
the cloth around her wrist, and you could see that it's tattooed around her wrist. Wow. Am I remembering correctly that the 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 our, our sub only takes four numbers, or did it take more than four numbers? I don't remember doing taking a lot, but I thought it was only four numbers. It did four, and then there's like a decimal spot. There's a there's a gap, and then there's room for one more. But she's giving us three sets of four. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have to. Four, Maybe you have to go to one first, and then the next, and then the next. Well, 6174 shows up all the time. That's the, like, period of the numbers. Um, I mean, I guess we can try that. The ones we... Because if I remember correctly, when we went to the Shadow... Shadow... Darkport. Darkport. It said 1569, right? I believe so, yes. I believe that's what it was. So there's not space for more, like, necessarily more numbers. But that's a better clue because I was like, which of the numbers are we supposed to put? Because we had to put a number. We had to use a number, I believe, to tell the curiosity where to go. Those are coordinates. Your Majesty, what is, what is the Soul Spire? What do you know of it? All I really know are the legends that I've been told, and that is that the my namesake, the Queen of Souls, controlled at some point the Soul Spire because she was looking to get her children back. And I don't think she was successful, uh, and so uh, had a wrath uh, her children were stolen, so of course she was wrathful. But I, the the mythology is unclear. It has not been provided to me in any way that's different from how it has been provided to the rest of the population, other than this set of numbers that I have not spoken until today. But... The Queen of Souls is the Queen of Souls because at some point she controlled the Soul Spire. And at some point the Soul Spire is where all souls are. Can you briefly summarize to, to us what you understand to be the cycle that's repeating? What, what is the cycle? How did, how did it play out in the past? Uh, the cycle is well known. Um, Someone rises up and is a good leader, becomes corrupted, and falls from grace, so to speak. And then bad things begin to happen, and a savior comes along, and that savior is ignored. And then catastrophe occurs. After the aftermath, a new leader rises up who is a benevolent, benign, good leader. And after a while, they get corrupted, and so on and so on. That's the cycle. Where in the cycle do you believe we are right now? Well, we're in the middle of the catastrophe, I think. I mean, the world has been destroyed. The world as my parents knew it has completely been destroyed. 
that qualifies as a catastrophe. The question is, when the original Delencia became the Queen of Souls, was she the corrupted leader, or was she resolving the catastrophe? Out of curiosity, is there anybody significant in your kingdom with named Ian Tarsus right now? No, that name is not allowed. So if, if you believe that that you are to be the next Queen of Souls, does that mean you need to go to the Soul Spire with us? No. Why do I need to go to the Soul Spire? I think that would be far too dangerous. Um, even if she did have to take over some kind of throne at the Soul Spire, that would happen after all this is solved. However, that kind of reminds me, um, didn't we contact or ask questions of the Raven Queen in regards to the Soul Spire and the souls? Yeah. Um, we asked her, that, did she still have control over souls? And she said yes. There was three questions we asked of her. We asked her, was she being held, was she being held captive? She said no. Uh, was she being controlled by Laralac? No. Did she send Blacksley to us? No. Were she and Laralac allies? No. Did she still have control over souls? Yes. Okay. Well, considering it looks like we now know who was the one that breached the castle security, and he has not been dealt with, but has disappeared for the time being and is either dead or not on this plane of existence, then you can reestablish the protection of the wards and work towards making sure Calport is as secure as possible while we go to the Soul Spire and repair the leak that has caused the sinking. I'm not sure we're going to reestablish the wards. Why not? I don't think it's possible. Obviously, they were breached when we had a system set up that was intact and maintained for decades. We need to do something different now. It seems like maybe that was Gromolov's primary mission, other than maybe infiltrating and spying and being eyes Laralac within your, your court, but his primary mission was when the time was needed to bring down your defenses, leaving you vulnerable for what happens next. The question then becomes, what is happening next? Well, Laralac's army is going somewhere. Exactly. According to you, I'm going to have an undead army of sea creatures at my doorstep. Well, you'll have Rayla the Wise with you. And while we could be of service against it, I think our services are better used by stopping his access to the souls and repairing the problems that cause the sinking. So you're leaving Calport? For a short time. Hopefully for a short time. Assuming we don't die. 
No, I, I think it is. I think it's time for us to, to act and try to do something to strike out at the enemy and try to reverse some of the damage that's been done. Is there any way to perhaps enlist the Wyverns in the defense of Calport? We will do our best. Now that the dragon is gone, surely they can help. Provided there is a good enough storm to give them cover, I'm sure they will come to our aid. Hmm. Well, I suppose we can always count. You can always try sending us a message. Should help be needed. Try to return as fast as we can. You're going to be near the Soul Spire, though. Yeah, I'm not sure if ascending is going to work, but it's worth a try. I'll have to have Hubertus look into whether that's a good idea. Whether it's a good idea for us to go there or to try to contact us there? Uh, to try to contact you there. I already know it's not a good idea to go there. <laughs> Me? Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Preparations to make. Yeah. What are you going to do? What kind of preparations? Well, the curiosity is back on our ship. Yeah, we need, um, to get, we need to get back there. So we do need to go back to the curiosity. And I believe some people need to say stuff to their family. Goodbye to their fathers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again. I'm bad out of quarantine, honestly. <laughs> so what are your what are you gonna do? I definitely want to get um actually give me a minute. Someone else go first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Marcel doesn't have that much to prepare. It's just go back to the ship, get in the curiosity, and bamf to the water. I'm, we try those coordinates. Yeah, I'm thinking we try the first set of coordinates and see where it takes yeah. us. Set it to the water plateau and then set in those four, four digits and see where we go. So as you're leaving the room, um, Blacksley stands up. Finally! I've been waiting out here for hours while you've been inside enjoying a cocktail party. There was no food. I, I, I would have told you. Did you find out anything good? Plenty of things. How good it is, we'll find out. So you're not going to tell me? Where are we going? As you're, how, you know, you're how, all walking out, right? How well can you swim? Yeah, we think we're going to have to go to the Blue Plateau. Oh. Yeah, should have known. Why are we going there? Well, when there's a leak in your water container, you have to fix it sometimes by getting inside the container because it's a really big container. And then you got to plug the hole so that it stops leaking. And how are you going to do that? I'm going to stuff you in the crack. (laughs) (laughs) I've been asking you for days what my task is. And now you're going (laughs) to, now you're going to tell me that's my task is to fold up and fill up a hole. No, maybe you'll, maybe you'll have some insight. We don't. I think your task is going to come after that. Cause it's after plugging that things are going to get weird. 
Um, no, Konos mm. is probably the one that's going to be in charge of plugging that hole. Seems, seems I've been seems I've had the missing piece of it for some time. Oh, really? Trident. Yeah. Hmm. Now it's time to put it back where it belongs. I see. Hmm. Interesting. And then what? Well, that'll at least stop things from <laughs> things from getting worse here. Still have some other yeah. yeah. Others. I guess it depends on what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're in kind of uncharted territory here. Hmm. I see. What are you going to do with me? Am I going with you? Yes. You're not going to let me stay and protect Rayla? No. I mean, I did kill that guy. Again. That's true. Yeah. Pretty thoroughly. And that was good. I mean, he was, he was going there to do harm to Rayla, so you defended her. Well, the kingdom now knows that Rayla is important enough that the enemy is sending assassins after her, so I'm sure she'll be under quite a lot of protection from the Calport people. Um, we won't. So you got to keep our backs, you know, make sure no one backstabs us. <sighs> fine, fine. I don't think that's my task either. No, I think you're... Don't worry about it. Your task will become clear when it becomes clear. Great, that's helpful. Thanks. <laughs> Well, what would you hey, write? we're operating in the dark here, too. It's not like we have any. <laughs> oh, are we yeah. going to Darkport, too? Uh, uh, back to my that. hometown. <laughs> Pro- oh. Probably not. Fine. Least you could do is give me a ride home. Mm, not till your task is done. <laughs> All right. Well, when do we leave? Right now? Let's go. We need to prepare. Yeah. We probably want to go down now to the ship and we'll depart on the mom in the morning. So we're going to put the book back in the library. You know, I was thinking of that. It might be for the best. He looks at Imran. We don't want it to fall into enemy hands. That's for sure. Yeah. If, but if we're going to be, you know, fighting the enemy, then maybe having it on us isn't great. I mean, there's two options. We either give it to the library or we give it to the queens. Well, it found its way to us for a reason. I mean, yeah, but we've gotten useful. answers. It's been very useful so far. And I don't think we should abuse it lest we that complete it. Yeah, if we put it back, at least we know where it is. Like we can probably access it if we put it back in the library with the key and we have the key. Right? I think it might be safer in the library. Think it would be at least until we get back and then we can take it back. But I hate I to see it go, it's so useful, you know. But it's also yeah. covered in flesh, <laughs> <laughs> it's useful, it's so useful. We haven't dared touch it since we got it, not directly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like it takes a long time to use. I don't think we're gonna have a lot of downtime to like sit and write it and then translate it, and then like maybe we can put a question in it. Put it back, safekeeping, and then when we get back, we can check the answer. But it can it can be stolen again. Don't you don't think it's safer and hard to care? We have the key. It's back in the library. But if we have yeah. the key and we take it with us, then how will they take it? 
Yeah, and then we can also like tell the queens like, hey, we had the book of proofs. I don't know if we really want to say that, but it's it's back, <laughs> so it needs to be guard. Like we can say that Larilac, one of the things that Larilac needs is the book of proofs, right? Because he had that laundry list of stuff that he needed. We can just tell the queens, hey, make sure it's extra protected, and then they can send someone up there to protect it. They're on high alert anyway, so they should probably be scoping that area out too, because uh. that's kind of where things have been happening. I will also point out that it is very likely we will have to return to the library because if the second part of the, you know, thing we need to do requires us going into a certain place, then they, uh, that gate's in the library. So I'd say leave it in the library. Maybe, you know, drill Mr. Wispy, shadowy person as to how he lost it in the first place. And I got uh, send Gaston to protect it. You could have Gaston protected. He is, after all, now a cleric of yeah, stream chorus. <laughs> also, can I get my clothes back? You already know how the book got stolen. Yeah, Rayla took it. You know, you know, yeah, you know who stole it. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Rayla's the one that stole it in the first place. Yeah. Wait, why? Wait, <laughs> I mean, that's a. Well, Rayla's staying okay, here. <laughs> Don't we want to keep the, both of them apart? Yeah, but Rayla was the one who put it back. I will point out. Yeah. Do you remember what Makotam said? Where it goes? Do you remember where he said that it? Where it goes? Where it would be? Uh, where the where its pedestal spy. is? Spire? Some kind of spire. I don't think I actually wrote that down. I don't know if I wrote it. Wait, it wait, 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 wait. Ah, where is it? <laughs> I can tell you if you don't want to keep looking. Yeah, just tell me. It's going to take too long to find. He told you that probably its spot is in the spire room of the library. Yeah. What do you think's in the spire room? I don't know, but that sounds really ominous. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like we're supposed to be supposed making a connection and it's just not clicking. <laughs> that's supposed to be the place in the library where there's just the most protection in general. So if you want something not stolen, that's the best place to put it. Mm. I don't have it. You don't think it has any connection to the soul spire, do you? There's one way of finding out. Taking the book back <laughs> where it belongs. <laughs> I, I think that's our best bet at this point. If nothing else, let's just see what happens when we put it back. Sure. Actually, what are your thoughts? Ah, uh, <laughs> no. But I like it. What it can do, I it could be very helpful. And if it and if it's out of our control and someone gets a hold of it, I'm just worried that. I mean, I I honestly also feel like we're the most dangerous people to have it because we are. I feel like we are so close <laughs> breaking we're the white axiom. Oh, we are. We are. <laughs> That's why I said I don't think it's a good idea for us to keep using it. Yeah. Also, we're not going to the Soul Spire. We're going to the Well of Capitalis. Because that's where they, the flaw is. Yeah. Aren't they close by? Aren't mm. they in the same place? Some, something. But yeah. Um, I'm, I vote let's take the book to the library. It is overdue. And we really don't want to pay the late fees on this particular book. <laughs> but we didn't check it out. <laughs> 
<laughs> it made its way to our safekeeping, and we've done a pretty good job of keeping it safe <laughs> and mean, using it for, no, for good. Except it used to have a blue binding, and now it has a skin binding. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, someone in. finds a book and decides to put the binding they like on it. It's fine. It's Maybe if you rip that one off, it's blue underneath. Mm, I don't really want to find it. <laughs> Are are we all gonna go back to the library, or can I split off and like actually maybe heal some people? (laughs) Keep in mind, we're also talking about putting it here and leaving it here in a place that's about to be attacked and has its defenses down. (laughs) It's not like it's the most secure, safest place. I mean, right? But we would also be taking it with us into a flooded, broken plateau with possibly Laralac on our tails because he's chasing us I think yeah that's that's my point army might come here but Laralac is going to chase us I think I mean, I not to mention wrong. the library I mean, seems to have its own um, defense mechanism security measures sure it's been broken because of the whole you know things going wonky outside but if we tell Tavros, hey, this book was stolen once, we're putting it back where it belongs, can you make sure that no one steals it? Surely there's some kind of mechanism that will lock the library from being accessed from the outside. Like as far as as far as far as Marcel is concerned, that place is like a a, a magical semi plane of existence that isn't quite entirely physical. That's fair. Like, it's not entirely, like, another plane, but there's some wonky going on in there. (laughs) The fact that it's just so hard to get around in there in the first place is a a defense in Mm -hmm. and of itself. So if we tell Tavros, the protector of the library and the curator of all the books, that, hey, this book was stolen from you once, we're bringing it back. Make sure it's the most secure place we put it. We want to make sure that Laralac doesn't get his hands on it. Ideally, we won't be too long. Ideally, convince uh, Gaston to help protect the library. Maybe give my clothes back. Provided <laughs> <laughs> he has other clothes. So we could go find Gaston, see if we can enlist him for help, uh, and then go to the spire and put the book back. I was also going to ask, like, are we doing this all together, or can I break off and like actually go kill some people that are dying? With what money? Are you actually going to spend the money of the church to heal a handful of people? Yeah. Why not? That's the plan. Okay. Also, might steal a diamond or two for us. <laughs> I have a bad <laughs> feeling about this. I have two requests of them for us. If they say no, fine. But then I also want like a diamond for them to see what's going to happen if I heal. Uh, Lucanius, if he's still alive, he might not be at this point. But I'm going to try. I would like to try. You're going to split the party and let them run free around the library that one of you believes is an interdimensional place? (laughs) No, I don't really like it, but I've been... I, I feel like I need to get my dad out of quarantine. I feel like if we can get, like, Sharkface and his crew out and like about, they can help defend. Yeah, we got to get them the out of that. Same with the hook. Yeah, yeah. Like we got to get them out first. Right. We've got you know the makings of some kind of army. They're just all shut up in quarantine. So the longer they're trapped, right. there, the 
they can't do anything. Imran, you're going to go by yourself. You're not going to take Rayla with you. Um, I would probably take her with me. And you're not going to take any of the other party members. Well, that's kind of what I'm asking. Do we want to split the party or do we all want to go to the library? And then are you guys okay with me? Or do we want to break it up so that we can just go? Because I also, it might take a while because I might need some more spell slots pending, but I don't, I have no idea what's going to happen. So it's kind of up in the air. I say we go to the library together. Do that as quickly as possible. We may need your help. Okay. At the very least, we may need your help to convince, you know, Gaston. Um, Then go to see your father and heal or try to heal one person. See how what see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can make a decision if if more needs to be done there or not. Then we can go back to the ship to take our rest. Yeah, I think that's probably a good plan. Because I can, if I can heal one person and like the weird glowy stuff happens and a lot more people are healed, I can send a message back to my mom and be like, hey, I don't need any more supplies, hold off. Or if I do need more supplies, I can send a message to her and be like, okay, I need X number of XYZ or whatever. That way we're not like running back and forth between places. That is a good point. What time of day is it? (laughs) Well, uh, so this is still the same day that you did the test of veracity Mm -hmm. with Hubertus in the morning. So it's been several hours. And the second time you went to see Hubertus, he was, you know, you had dinner. So it's probably like, remember he had that big Fred Flintstone steak? Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably, you know. Probably in the day at this point. Yeah, it's, it's in the evening some, at some point. So the question is, are you going to go to the library now or are you going to rest? Just save it for the morning. I don't know. Okay, because I'm- knowing that, let's switch things up then. Let's go do the healing thing first. Do you see what happens when you cross cast Revivify? We take our long rest on the ship and we go to the library first thing tomorrow. That sounds good to me. Okay. Okay, so you're going to go down to the ship, down to the docks, down where the quarantine is, and you're going to try to use what the book told you to heal Lucanius and the other people afflicted. Yeah, I'm going to have to get Diamond first. I would have to stop by uh, mom's quarter and ask. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she can authorize you to take a certain amount out of the treasury of the abbey. Okay. At this point, the royal manor is still on lockdown, uh, but they are slowly sort of opening up the different. Uh, you know, people are doing different things. So all, everyone on the council is still down in the protected chamber. So she's not going to go herself. They won't let her. Um, but you can easily have, you know, the ability to take things out of the treasury. Okay. If it's not too much trouble, let's also try to requisition a pearl. Okay. Because I've got something that... 
yeah, hundred gold. I've got I've got something then that can, if nothing else, can help identify you know all the magic stuff we've got now and anything we've come across in the future. Just needs uh, pearl worth hundred gold to be to use it. Okay, so how much are you taking out of the treasury? It's 300, 300 in diamonds for each use of a revivify, right? Okay, so definitely the three hundred gold piece diamond, one hundred gold piece pearl, and then if at all possible. Two fifty gold piece platinum rings. So overall, five hundred gold worth of materials. That's a lot. I don't think you'll have a problem finding those uh, four things in the Abbey Treasury. Okay. Um, as long as we have that stuff, I'm gonna beeline it for the area where I know everyone's quarantined. And on the way... Is everyone going um, with her? I'll go with her. Thanks. Yeah, we'll go. <laughs> actually, you actually, are you going to go? Yeah. That's good. Because on the way, I turn to Axley and I go, hey, don't think too much about this, but I hand him one of the rings. And um, I got two platinum rings. And I'm wearing one. I give you the other one. So don't think too much about it. But... Um, basically it's for a spell. It kind of, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you just want me to hang on to it until you need it? I just, no, just wear it. It'll like, it's for a spell. If you get into trouble, I can give you some of my like health essentially. Oh. Okay. Basically it not quite, but it'll help you in a pinch if you get too low. Okay. I'll put it on a toe. Okay, that works. <laughs> and then we keep walking. Blacksley says, where's mine? <laughs> I didn't want to take too much out. I couldn't take three rings. I see how it is. Fine, fine. As you all get down towards the dock area, you see in the harbor ten ships. They are floating next to each other, and some of them are moving into different formations. And this is quite surprising because it seems rather quick, but uh, it's happening. When you get down to the quarantine area, there is the dot, the boat that um, that the Hawka shark shark faces ship that the Hawka. Uh, piloted in is there none of the other ships are there your ship is on the other side because it wasn't quarantined but in where the area was quarantined there were there were several ships in there those are part of the formation that is out in the water now and walking around on the deck of shark faces ship you see a figure that you recognize and you, you actually hear the voice first barking orders at people on the deck before you see the person. And you recognize it as Sabatine. Excuse me, what? Sabatine is walking around on the deck of Shark Face's ship giving orders to people. And there are a bunch of uh, human sailors running around following her orders. There's also a lot of activity on the docks themselves, people boxing up provisions and equipment, 
and Shark Face is directing a bunch of different things around. He's in his human form now to recognize him. And uh, when he sees you coming, he says, ah, uh, are, are you here to try to get rid of the quarantine stoppage? We're here to offer whatever assistance we can. That was the plan. Who, what, what's happening? Why is everybody mobilizing? What do you mean? They're raising the Navy. We've got a job. We got a job. They're going to pay a lot of money. All of my sailors, if you kill them, they're going to be really happy. Great. Oh, that boy. That woman who's on your ship, how long has she been there? A couple hours. She got all those other ships ready, too. I, how far away is she? I mean, there the ship is docked, so she's several hundred feet away, but she's on the ship. You could see her very clearly. Are you going to heal the, the 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 quarantine house is over there? They let everyone else out of quarantine. She ordered it that as long as somebody's not physically, visually sick, or say they're sick, then they can leave quarantine. But everybody that's actually sick is still over there in that in that house over there. And he that's points to a house for. that looks like a big barn. That is what we came to do, yeah. That's what we came to do. Sharkface, we saw that lady dead, like, not, but three hours ago. Yeah, her body was, she was gone. She's obviously not dead. Well, I don't know if that's actually her is the issue. I'm just saying be on your toes. Everywhere you go, you have a conspiracy. Everywhere. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) But... I promise this was a thing that happened. Actually, can you see can you see that woman through your monocle? Does she still look the same? Yeah, she Can I see anything different about her? Nope. She looks normal to me. Well I don't know, just on your toes. I'm I'm and, making my way to Sabatine. Okay. He's swimming out there. No, the ship is, that's the one ship that's still being oh, docked because they're, they're loading stuff. So, do you want us to go with you, or are you going to the plan? Why, what are you going to do? Talk to her? Figure out what the yeah, f*** is going on? Happening? Should we <laughs> let other people know? Should we let, like, the queens know? Or maybe, like, Tobis? Yeah, maybe, maybe, may, well, let's find out what's going on so that you don't have to send, like, two messages. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stomping up the ship plank towards her. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I guess I'll follow for now because I don't really want to leave everybody alone while I. I probably at some point like got to the the, like plank going up, looked back at you guys, and was like, "Why are you still gawking? Let's go ask her what's going on." (laughs) All right. All right. Hold on. Oh what else are we going to do? Just stand here wondering <laughs> instead of asking? That's what I do is I sit there and overthink things. Conan's will follow but just be muttering under his breath. Why can't we just why can't we do one thing without <laughs> more things popping up on the way? <laughs> the universe is conspiring against us. Because <laughs> your DM's a
Uh, so what's happening? You're you're like basically running up the gangplank to yeah the yeah we're following and... Marcel. <laughs> okay, I'm just and... walking up to Sabatine, hailing her, being like, "Hey, Sabatine, been a while. Ah, nice to see you again. How are you? Been better. Are you here to help load the ship? Look, we have a fleet being born over here. I'm I very see that. Proud of it. I have gotten all of the merchants to agree to lend their ships and supplies and some of their workers. So that we can have the best navy. I understand there's a large threat. Once coming. I get up close and like don't have to, you know, talk loud so mm-hmm. other people hear. There's, are you on duty at the castle with the ward protection? Yes, I was. Okay. Why aren't you anymore? What? Why aren't you there anymore? My shift is over. Did anything unusual happen during your shift? You know very well what happened. You died. I have a benefactor, though. A what? A benefactor. Brought and... me back to life. And, and you... <sighs> hold up. If you were brought back to life and the council was called, why didn't you go to the council? I already had spoken to the queens and told them I was tasked with raising the navy. They agreed it was a good idea, since the wards are now breached. Hey, not told any of this. Hey, um, Emerin, do you want to uh-huh. double check her story? Sure. Um, Sabatine, do you mind if we double check your story? What do you mean, double check? With a quick zone of truth, Just say everything. You again don't trust and... me. Oh, you were dead. Oh, no, I was more asking, I was more saying, send a message to the queens and tell them, ask them if they knew that Sabatine oh, is I now alive again. That too. <laughs> that is <this> <laughs> like, darn. <laughs> we have options. We have options. Who, who is this benefactor of yours? Uh, who's the benefactor? Well, I was asked to not disclose that information. Oh, that is... I'm an inside checker so bad, even though I'm horrible at it. Go ahead. Sure. Well, can Dude, I inside check too? Sure. Oh, insight. Oh. Get to roll some dice. And that's, that's a three. A, that's a one. Oh, God. I won. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rolled a two and I won minus one. Good you want to know how oh, paranoid sh- I am right now? Mm-hmm. Rolling that 20. <laughs> 22. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Yes. Everything so far that she has said is completely honest, as far as you can tell. Okay. Going on that, I want to go, okay, so I'm, I'm just going to take you for your work. I'm, I'm just going to, I like you. Did I mention that? I like you from the moment we met on the street. I like you too. What happened before you died? Who killed you? What happened? I'd rather not talk about this on the deck of the ship. I have a job to do and we don't have very much time. Yeah, that's fair. Well, have you heard that Kromolov has fled? Yes, I was told. Was it him? Who killed me? No. It was an old man in a blue robe. Fascinating. I didn't really um, think it would be him. I had a bad feeling. Okay. All right, well, I'm probably going to go get you more sailors if I can pull this off. So um, if you guys want to stay here and chat, you probably can. Message me if anything happens. Otherwise, I'll be over there. 
how far are we from the quarantine zone? Not very far. Um, I mean, the, that's where the ship was docked. Within 120 it's, feet? Yeah, it, not within okay. 120 feet because you're on the ship, but okay. not far. Okay. okay. I'll just scream really loud. I'll, I'll go with you. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'll stay with you. <laughs> I need to get this done. <laughs> Stay with Sabatine. I'm still kind of disconcerted, but I know that, you know, we know for a fact that Revivify is a, pro- is a thing. It's just expensive, so. It's Are you expensive. going to help with setting up the ship? Is that why you stayed behind? Sure. Why not? Wait, is this our ship? Uh, it's Shark Face's ship. Oh, where's our ship? On the other side. Remember that they they directed Sharkface's ship to the north end of the dock because uh, the quarantine. You're all the way on the south side, right? So our ship um, is our ship being prepared for this as well. Nope. Okay. I mean, we could stay and help. I kind of think. Well, there's not much we need to prepare in terms of the curiosity. And we're pretty much going to leave our ship here. Yeah. Um, we could have our ship aid in the blockade. Yeah, I mean, every ship is helpful, I guess. Especially if we're not going to use it. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask Sabatine if, uh, if there's any particular reason for our ship to have not been included in the blockade maneuvers. They wouldn't commit without the okay from their captain. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, what about the Hakka? Well, this isn't their ship. They're the ones banning it, though. No, I have sailors to do that. Okay, so what are the Hakka doing? They're out around town. I mean, I'm not keeping track of them. I all, all four hundred of them. Pardon? <laughs> they were in. They were in the quarantine area. I'm not keeping track of oh. them personally. I'm setting up the navy. Wait, they quarantine every single. Yeah, like 400 Hakka and like 15,000 ships from them. And I'm exaggerating, of course. And you're not using those? They're, we brought them for a reason. They're here to def- help defend the they city. They wouldn't commit, and I'm not interested in pressing people into duty. They said their leader was not available. Great. All right. Well, you continue doing your good job. I'm going to go talk to, to Konos. <laughs> he, is, he is now. He's right over there. <laughs> yeah, no, I rush over to where Konos was going with uh, Emerin. Sabatine looks at Axley and says, What do you think, Axley? Is this a good job? Absolutely. I think it's going well. We're going to need every ship. Let us know if we can help in any way. I mean, I think the threat is going to come. I think so too. Good to see you walking around. Mind any, any more knives sprout from your back? <laughs> Yes, I'm very careful nowadays. Understandable. Well, let us know if we can be any of any help. I will do so. And she Is turns. Else and wandering off? I guess. I want to go see. What she turns and she's already. Oh. She's now barking orders at some of the other people again. So. I raced after Konos and Emirate. One <laughs> <laughs> once this is over, I'll you know, I'll want to round up. Just rent you know, send out word to round up the hook and have them commit to supporting the naval blockade with every basically everybody they, they can get. Yeah, I'll, I'll basically Shoppers. catch up to the two and be like, hey, Kono, so uh, your people are being like, we won't follow orders unless it's from our leader. So you might want to go talk to them. I can go with Emeryn. Fair. All right. Uh, he'll... <laughs> I will go do oh, that. 
I've got to see what's going to happen when everyone casts the spell. I'm definitely going with her. Cool. An <laughs> okay. audience. That's what I wanted. Yep, you've got two tiny people watching you. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right, cool. <laughs> I'll be standing over here in the corner with my finger in my ears right before you cast it. <laughs> That's fair, honestly. That's fair. They might explode for all I know, like, honestly. It'll be a throwback when I used to, like, explode everything onto everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good times. Remember when we were just battling giant crabs? Yeah, when life was so <laughs> simple back then. <laughs> life was so simple. <laughs> <laughs> There's crabs attacking the city. Let's just kill them and then, then everything will be fine. There's no, like, interplanal travel or, like, tears and, like, flooding. Yeah. We were just going to go treasure hunting. Honestly, though, can we still do that? <laughs> just ditch this all. Let's just go treasure hunting. There's still that one location where I nearly drowned that we might find some treasure. <laughs> so good luck locating it now that everything has spread out more. <laughs> we might need to fix that first. So when you walk into this room, it's this big sort of barn-shaped building, and it's really, really large, and just laid out on the floor on these pretty thin mats everywhere are all of these people who are sick and dying. Lucanius is there. Several goblins are there. Uh, several sort of half-crab crew members are there. And then there's just several humans and halflings and dwarves from around town that are there that are sick or afflicted with something um so you know how how are you going to go about this what are you going to try to do i've had this planned out for so long um um i'm gonna find i'm pinpointing lucanius um is he conscious he looks um slightly worse than the last time you saw him but not Substantially so. I'm like actually nervous right now. Um, so yeah, I kneel down next to Lucanius. And hey, Lucanius, I don't know if you remember me, but my name is Emerin. I'm going to try something that hopefully helps you. Okay? You nods. Take out the uh, diamond. And before I do anything, I... Kind of close my eyes and hold my symbol holding the diamond. I send up a small prayer to Goras and just be like, please just let this work. And I hold out the diamond like above his chest and I kind of like spin it so that it like floats. And as it's floating, I have my eyes closed and my hands out. And I'm thinking of the spell, I'm thinking of the revivify spell, and like then trying to channel that necromantic energy also keeping in mind a very like a divine energy kind of trying to intertwine both of them and like kind of focusing on both at the same time and i will cast revivify at sixth level um i need a wisdom saving throw okay natural one i have a plus eight but 
it's a natural one. I'm not using this dice anymore. Uh, <laughs> I'm so mad. I need um, dexterity saving throws from anybody else who's in the room near her. Uh, uh-oh. Oh, I'm so mad. I have a plus eight. Oh, I eight. Ten. Yikes. Oh, man. Um, 21. Uh, dex saving throw is a plus. I get a, for dex saving throw, I get a plus five, so I got 13 total. What did Konos get? Ten. So Imelin has her eyes closed, so she doesn't see this, but the diamond, as it's spinning, it starts glowing. And at first it's spinning really evenly, and its glow is sort of um, spreading out and emanating from the diamond in a, in a equal and consistent sort of circular spherical pattern. And then as she's reciting the spell, whatever the components are, the diamond starts wobbling a little bit. It's, it's no longer spinning like a perfect top. Uh, and the emanations coming off of the diamond start fluctuating as the diamond is, is moving. Um, and they start going off in sort of random everywhere directions. And along with the, the yellowish light, it's kind of a yellowish blue light. Along with that, there's every so often there's a sort of burst of purple that just sort of comes out. Uh, and then the diamond explodes. And Konos, what was your saving throw? Ten. Okay. Imran, did you roll a save? Oh, I knew. A dexterity save? Yeah. Okay. 19. Okay. Konos, you take 39 radiant damage. Oh, oh The rest of you take half damage, so 20, oh, uh, 19 damage. Oh. Ra- radiant. Oh. Radiant. Nineteen. So. 19. Oh, God. And you, you're, you're sort of all kind of blown off your feet, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and as you, as you kind of get up and, and try to figure out, like, well, what happened? You see Lucanius sitting up, like, he's no longer laying on the ground. He's sitting up and looking around. And his head is no longer a crab. He actually has a human head now. And his shoulders are, are still have like a crab carapace, but it's like slowly fading away. And as he's moving, he's sort of moving around. And you hear his joints kind of popping. And when his joints pop, kind of water kind of flies off of him because, you know, he was a crab. Several of the what were goblins are now like awake and shaking their heads. They're no longer goblins. They're like halflings and half elves and humans. That's good. Except for the 20% of them that were killed. Yeah. That's what I was waiting for. (laughs) So of the hundred or so individuals that were in there, 
about 20 of them did not withstand the process. But the other 80, by all... Yeah, they're fatigued and tired and they don't have a ton of hit points. You know, mechanically speaking, yeah, they're probably, yeah. they probably got three levels of exhaustion and they're, you know, yeah. they probably, you know, they don't have any, hardly any hit points left. But after a f- couple of long rests, they'll probably be fine. Dang, okay. Wow. So that I'd say that's a success. Care of that. Sorry, everyone. I cast a quick cure on Kronos because I feel really bad. <laughs> he seems to take the brunt of the damage every time one of you screws yeah. up. Honestly, though, he really does, and I appreciate that. I think um, I think the two small ones were just more protected by the like whatever beds or whatever. <laughs> to be fair, I think. I think Marcel was already kind of ready for it because as soon as she started casting in my brain, I was going like counterspell. Um. (laughs) Here's the the one ironic thing. There's an invocation I could have, I could have taken and I'm going to next time I get, get the chance that basically says whenever I get healing is just automatically maximized instead of rolling. That's nice. That just got bumped to the top of the list. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. 21 points back to Konos. Nice. Thank you. Sorry, buddy. (laughs) Marcel just gets up from where he was, like, hiding. Goes, do your spells always explode like that? What what happened? Honestly, I've been going haywire lately because it's either, like, a really great thing and there's, like, a giant fog that heals everybody or they explode like there's no in between <laughs> i generally know like it's just since we've been here well shark yeah, face is gonna be very happy yeah i guess yeah in fact he runs in the door because <laughs> oh. he heard the explosion explosion Union. But he runs right over to, he sort of, as he's, he sort of runs in and looks around and he immediately sees Lucanius and he runs over there and gives him a hug and sort of stands him up. And, and when they're standing next to each other, you can immediately tell that they are definitely brothers. They're almost twins. Um, But you've never seen Lucanius in his human, true human form. And he, they're, they're sort of talking, and you could tell he's really tired and whatnot, but he's alive and he's talking. That's so exciting. All right, I feel accomplished. At least a little bit. <laughs> Let's go kick Larlac. Probably not today, though. Several other people run in from, like, the outside. What happened? What happened? Making sure that, you know, the building's not going to collapse because of an explosion and, you know. Um, yeah. So, they're and they're noticing that some people are dead and some people are alive and sitting up when they weren't able to do that just two hours ago. So, yeah. It's a miracle. Praise stri- uh, Goras. <laughs> <laughs> so what now? Yeah, with, with that, when Marcel says that, I'm like, yeah, and then I run. I'm out. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I don't want this again. <laughs> She doesn't like to stick around for the applause afterwards. <laughs> no. Konos, are you going to um, talk to the Haka? Yeah, now that this is over, I will try to start rounding them up. Okay. I mean, it's really easy word starts getting around that you're 
that you're back down in the yeah in that area, and they start you know coming around. So once they're all assembled, he'll he'll address them and say, you know, we have the we glad to see that you all have been released from quarantine and that there are no ill effects. We now have a great task to complete here. Uh, there is a great naval blockade being set up to help defend this city. I want all of you to make your vessels ready and to and to join in this blockade. Uh, an army is making its way here, and every effort will be needed to repel it. One of the ones that understands... Remember, there's Jubo, Stet, and Taga. Right, yeah, so this is all through an interpreter. Yeah, and so Ataga is the one who had his tongue cut out in the temple, but Jubo and Stet are there. Uh, the three of them are there, but Taga can't say anything. So Jubo and Stet are there telling one of the other elders what you're saying and talking back and forth. And one of them then says to everyone what you were saying. And they, you know, give you a... a, Basically, they have a symbol that, you know, a a sort of arm movement that they do. A salute, kind of, when, when you... When the Haka has called them to battle, to prepare for battle they they're all in um so they're immediately you know they're basically waiting for you to dismiss them so that they can go run to their ships and dismissed make make it so they they basically fly out the doors they're just going so fast probably glad to have some direction at this point i mean they've been in quarantine for how long a few days days probably yeah. yeah stet stays behind how how are you? I know it probably wasn't an easy time in all of that. We didn't know where you were. We were delayed at the palace. I'm sorry that we had to keep you waiting for so long, but it took time for us to be able to get to a point where we could get everybody released. He points at your eye. He says, you're becoming coral. I hope not. But is there anything that can be done to stop it from spreading or reverse it? No. You want to reverse that? Why? The coral is the great sea father. It just shows how we were right in choosing you as the Haka. He bows to you. I say, um, I'm Konos is flattered. <laughs> The Haka would make a really good early warning for us since they're so fast in the water and the boats are so quick. Uh, remember when we saw the vision of Lairalak's army, there were so many of them moving that they pushed, they pushed the water ahead of them in a, in a large wave. That would be a thing to look for. Yeah, plus the Hoka can go underwater as well. As yeah. Well, so they can be like, you know, advanced scouts or whatever. Early warning system, exactly. Yeah. Who do we coordinate with? Is that Stead asking or? Yeah. Uh, Sabatine will be the one is the one in charge of organizing all of the uh, all of the ship, sh- ships vessels. So report to her, and I'll and I'll let her know that you know I'll let her know that the, the hook are joining, and that and that you'll be the one to commute to pass messages back and forth as far as orders being given, set up, and whatnot. May the great sea father always protect you and all of you. He turns and goes. There's now 400 Haka storming the docks. <laughs>
<laughs> Jumping <laughs> into their boats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, at first all of the humans and, and half-elves and whatnot on the docks sort of froze and like shrank back a little bit. And then they're seeing, oh, they're all just kind of jumping in the water and swimming out to ships and prepping and yeah. Okay. Now what? Now we go back to our ship and rest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. At some point, Emerin is going to look for her dad. Okay. At some point. I mean, you can probably find him in the quarantine area. Yeah, like, well... Either that or he's at the Royal Manor, because, you know, it's possible that when Sabatine started releasing all the quarantined yeah, people, that's what I thought. he went to the manor. Mm, I think we're going to take a rest soon, so I'll send a message to him. And just say, Hi, Dad. Finally got everybody, most everybody, sealed up. Mom's at the castle. We'll be on our ship. Hope you're okay. Uh, he says, you're leaving without saying goodbye in person. Another message. Dad, we're not leaving <laughs> yet. We're just sleeping on the ship because it's closer. I will come back and say goodbye. Very well. I will be in the royal manor. Okay. I can't say that. I say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is taken care of. Okay. So, a uh, long rest on the ship. Is that what I'm hearing? Okay. Are you going to tell them to prepare for battle? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll let Emran know that these guys were not following orders from Sabatine because Captain wasn't on board, but we might not be here. You might wanna you might want to assign someone to be acting captain in your absence. It'd be dumb to put Shark Face in charge. He has his own ship though. No I I'd still just have I'm super paranoid, I know and I'm really sorry, but I don't trust Sabatine right now. Well, that's fair, and Sabatine probably has her own ship, or ships, uh, to worry about. Um, where's my ship info? Oh, there it is. I mean, we have people, like, I would just say pick someone from the crew, like, like the lead of the Harpoonists, for example. I don't, I thought I had his name, I don't. Some of the Hakka could man the ship too, right? Yeah, but I don't think these guys would want to take orders from someone they can't even understand. Yeah. I, I would honestly make it like we we need to we, we should know by now who we can trust to command the ship from our own crew. From our own crew. Yeah. Like I wouldn't want someone from outside the crew to be acting captain in your absence. I would want someone from the ship that has proven themselves. Jeff. His name is Jeff, I think. <laughs> Have a crew name, crewmate named Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Grindley. He's also the, he's also the one that Konos showed his eye to. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Might be a good one. Guy. <laughs> yeah. Just just tell him, hey, we're gonna be gone, so we need you to be in charge. Follow Sabatine's orders within reason, if, but like keep an eye on her because. 
there's this lingering doubt, but in general, just protect, help protect the city. I mean, everyone on the ship is from Trust and Fen, isn't it? Because we got the crew in Trust and Fen. So it's like, your people, everyone from Trust and Fen is now living here. This is our city now, and we have to protect it. And that's your job now, while we're gone. Yeah, what they said. Also, one other thing, I don't, since I don't, I don't think we have time to do this ourselves, you know, myself, before we depart. There is a, there's a bag of letters that, that we brought from Trask and Finn that needs to be delivered to the Company of the Eastern Star. <laughs> make, sure, make sure someone gets it there before you sign up, please. <laughs> just, just find one of the like older cabin boys and just be like, I have a very important yes. mission for you. You have to get this done as soon as possible. Just shove a bag of mail yeah. in his hands. Drop on his head here. Dang it, Matt! You ruined the end game. You were all going to come back to Calport and finally deliver the mail. Oh, <laughs> right, final act. Well. Better late than never. That was going to be the end thing of the campaign. Just, yeah, oh, yeah. Here's board. the mail. Yeah. <laughs> the mail. Oh, no, I'm man. just kidding. Uh, so, okay. So you can do that. You can also, you can give it to, you know, one of the younger sailors or something. And, you know. Just to press upon this young sailor. It's like, this is the most yeah. important mission I can ever give you. Yeah. Like, get this done. You'll be, get this done. You'll be promoted to senior mm-hmm. cabin boy. So that's done. Anything else before the long rest? Thanks. Okay. So the night passes with no problem. So everybody has has uh, the benefits of a full long rest. Um, and was the plan to go to the library first thing? Is that what you're? Is that what we're doing? Okay. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, do we need to prep anything for the the journey? I mean, the only thing I want to do is I do want to go back for another diamond just to have with us. We just in use... case Konos dies. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, let's be real here. It's either Konos or Emran, and if Emran dies, there's no bringing her back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, considering last time we like attacked coral it hurt konos too i don't know what is going to happen oh, we're not attacking coral let's not attack <laughs> coral we're here to plug coral we're not we're here to repair coral not plug uh anyways um yeah that's a good yeah, idea dogs were cor- coral kind of. while you go get your your gemstone you're probably going to want to say goodbye to your parents so they don't yeah that's the plan <laughs> yell at you um mm-hmm. But do we want to go to the library first? Yeah. So okay, breakfast okay. and then library. And when can you do your identification spell? Um, anytime. I mean, it takes 10 minutes every time I do it, but I mean, that's something I could be doing overnight. So yeah, like any, any, any items you have that you want to want more information about, let me have them. Like, let me take just okay. you know, spend and the that, night with them and I'll basically get them done. Before. And you can use your robe of eyes again too, if there's someone you want to be able to, CF. Yeah, I could try to track down. Uh, I can try to track down um, Kromov. Yeah, sure. Also, real quick uh, question: Does it take time to unattune from an item? Or can you just like take it off and be done with it? 
know it's weird, but this ring I have will attract really bad things when we're in the blue t- plateau, so I need to take it off before we get there. You just turn to it and say, this really isn't working out. I think we just need to be friends. <laughs> no, not that ring. Different ring. <laughs> From the things we have that we haven't identified, I would suggest the leather bag with the beans. The beaded magical necklace. Do you think it'll help us it'll identify like each individual bean? Mm, I, I don't think that's how it works. Uh, assuming, because I have very big suspicions as to what the leather bag and the ma- beaded magical necklace is. But that's I mean, We already knowledge. know what the leather bag of beans is. It's, it's, it's the bag of beans that randomly has random effects when you plant the, the beans. Oh, um, did we figure that I, out? I the, yeah, I have the necklace with the... I, I, yeah, we I found that out. Um, oh, okay. We have the necklace that, ha- or I have the necklace with the pearls, but we don't know what that is. Uh, we have the incense. The 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 incense was the other thing. Um, the crab fork and candles. The crab, the, crab, oh, the crab fork. The crab fork would be good. Um, did we ever figure out the command word for the javelin of lightning? Yeah, it's etched into. Well, we the gave sand. it to someone to use. So. Yeah, you gave it to Jeff. Okay, because I had it written down that it was missing the command word, like it had been scratched out or something. Um, okay, so never mind. Uh, of, of the four rods we have, I think there's one we've never used. I think it was, it was the one that says silence on it or something like that, or stop. Well, yeah, but that was pretty obvious. I mean, we could double check. Um, it says dark and quiet, I believe. Dark and quiet, thank dark you. Dark and quiet, yeah. Which we think... I think it's just going to like area of darkness and silence at the same time or something. Um, yeah. I mean, what would be interesting is doing it on the cube shaped sigil covered thing. The Rubik's cube of arcane symbols. We kind of thought we knew what it would, but having a like definitive answer would be good. And then there's the box with the 12 tapered red candles. So there are several ways to unattune from an item. Most of them have to do with placing it more than 100 feet away for like 24 hours or doing whatever. But the voluntary disattunement is take a short rest, concentrating on not attuning, like de-attuning yourself to that item. Okay. So so basically it's voluntary, right? Yeah, I'll I'll do that like before bed. Yeah. So have have like an hour long talk with the item and be like, yeah, this isn't working out. It's not you. It's me. It's not you. It's, well, it, yeah. it's been a really good item. It's just it 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 attracts really bad things in the place we're going, and I don't really want to fight all those really bad things. <laughs> you know, like you've been a really good item because that's the one that like did the wall of ice for the T Rex. That's how that happened. Ugh, it's yeah. a really uh, good item. Yeah. <laughs> But on the blue plateau, it will attract very nasty things. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. But unfortunately, it is not going to be helpful for us there. I wonder if my sword does anything special on the blue plateau. So it has been three days since I cast uh, Divine Intervention. Divine. I'm keeping track. <laughs> I want that back. The command word for the javelin of lightning was zing. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> also, we are going today, right? 
like yeah. as soon as we're yeah. alive, that's the, that's say the goodbye way. and then okay. yeah. and prep spells for the day. That's why I'm wondering. Oh yeah, let me prepare spells. Oh wait. Um so what are you trying to identify then? So I'll do the crab fork, the beaded magical necklace, the tapered candles, uh the dimensional cube. With, if possible, with the help of Unseen Servant, which I can now cast, the sword that's giving us all the creeps. <laughs> the idea being that the Unseen Servant will hold it. I have a slight question about that. Um, identify, doesn't it require touch? Mm, yes. You'd have to actually touch the item. Actually touch it. Okay. Oh, God. And I can't wear gloves, can I? All right, we'll leave that one off the list. Drat. <laughs> We're so thing. paranoid of that thing. We don't even want to identify it. I mean, I do. I just, the last thing I want to just be is before we go off on a big Michelin is just to be possessed by a crazy sword. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one problem with identify. So, so let me, so you were doing the crab fork, mm-hmm. the beaded necklace. Yeah. The key. And you're not doing the sword. Correct. And the box of 12 tapered candles. Yeah. Box of candles. Okay. All right. Uh, So the easy ones, the beaded necklace has five active beads on it, and they are beads of force. Force. All right. Do those, remind me, do those have to be kept together, or can they be split up? No, so uh, what happens is you take one off. You can separate them. You pull one off the necklace, and basically uh, when you pull it off the necklace, you're basically activating it, so you use an action to throw it, and it explodes on impact. The bead itself is destroyed, and everything in a 10-foot radius uh, makes a dex save or takes 7d4 force damage. They are powerful. Sounds like fun. Yep. Oh, they are. I, we, I, we got some of those in uh, when we were when we were playing Salt Marsh. Those were fun to use. What's the deck save? Because that's going to be from the item, right? Uh, DC fifteen. Okay. Just so we have that on hand. And then what happens is a sphere of transparent force encloses the area. And any any creature that failed the save and is completely within the area is trapped inside the sphere. If they succeeded on the save or are partially in the area, they're pushed out of it. And if you're trapped in the sphere, you can actually push on it to cause it to move. But you're always within the sphere, so it basically becomes a giant hamster ball. And no attack can penetrate it. (laughs) Actually... You might like these, but just be very careful not to drop it. Yes, do not drop it. Yes, because you can do more than one at a time, and it will amplify the effect. It, so is it 74 per bead used? Oh. No, it's if you do one, it's 74. If you do, because remember I said these are kind of special. If you do more than one, it has a times modifier. So I roll a d10, and it's going to multiply. Cool. Awesome. Careful with those. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, don't drop the necklace. I mean, we've been careful with that necklace because we we thought it might be dangerous. We just didn't know exactly what it did. I I thought it might be a necklace of fireballs. That was my guess. I was actually thinking necklace of prayer beads. <laughs> the um, cube is a cubic gate. It's a cube three inches across, which radiates palpable magical energy. The six sides of the cube are each keyed to a different plane of existence, one of which is the common plateau. The other sides are linked to plateaus determined by me, the DM. You can use an action to press one side of the cube to cast the gate spell, opening a portal to that plane. Alternatively, if you use an action to press one side twice, you can cast plane shift and transport the targets to the plane keyed to that side. It has a number of charges when it is complete, but this one is broken. Remember, it's missing a side. Yeah, it's missing the blue plateau side. Or at least we think it's the blue plateau side. So does that mean it has, what, five charges? It has five sides. It has three charges. But you don't know how many charges are going to be expended by using it because it's broken. So it may not work as intended. I'll hold on to that for now. A good panic button. Yeah, I mean, it's a good get. Hopefully, it's a good get. Try to get back home in case we need it. Yeah, I also yeah. have another panic button if we need it. Just finding that out. Hey, you're now like a level twelve cleric. I have yeah the word of recall. So before we leave, I'm going to designate the Temple of Goras as our little go-to spot if something bad happens. I'm going to keep that spell prepared in case we need to bamf back home really quickly. So don't go pressing broken buttons. <laughs> so the, um, the candles have the eye symbol on them. Yeah, the black eyeball. And um, they're tapered. They are dedicated to the deity that uses that eye symbol, which for you, that doesn't really make sense, right? Um, Because you don't think of anybody using that symbol that you know of as a deity. So that's a little bit weird. Um, But normally this type of candle is dedicated to a deity and... um, When you light the candle, it can burn for four hours. While it's lit, it sheds light like a regular candle in a 30-foot radius. But any creature within that light whose alignment matches that of the candle, and the candle matches the deity or its symbol that's on it, um, makes attack rolls, saving throws, and ability checks with advantage. Oh my gosh. In addition, uh, any cleric or other divine caster in the light whose alignment matches that candle uh, can cast first and possibly second level spells without expending spell slots. And do I know what alignment that's key to or no? Uh, Chaotic evil. Of course. (laughs) Also, um, you know that 
there is a secondary power that can be uh, that can be utilized with these candles. Ha- having cast identify on them, you know that uh, if you cast, if you light two of them, and before um, doing anything else, you combine their flames. You can use that to cast a gate spell. However, we can't use it. I like how so many of these that we got from that one particular ship let you gate somewhere. Yeah, lots of teleportation. Uh-huh. Seems like that's a theme. <laughs> Such a helpful spell to have. So the only thing missing is the crab fork, right? The crab fork. My guess was that the crab fork was a tuning fork for a specific place. Mm-hmm. The thing you need for the... Is it the gate spell? There's a spell that needs a tuning fork attuned to a certain... Plane shift. Dimension. Plane shift. Yeah. Gate normally uses takes a diamond worth 5,000 gold. Right, oh. so then it's plane shift. Oh boy. Yeah, that ain't cheap. That would suck to try. Oh, if we had to find one of those. It's okay, we have like 15 items that do it. It would be nice to yeah. find that missing piece. Mm. It would. The fork with the the Ian Tarsus on it, it reads to you, Konos, like a periaptive wound closure, but it also has a Fork was the bane of my existence when we started this campaign. So confused as to why there was a fork on this little abandoned island. Yeah. (laughs) It also has a conjuration signature, but you can't figure out what the conjuration signature is for because a periaptive wound closure isn't like that, that. It's giving you a dis discordant signal like you're not it doesn't make sense does would detect magic tell me anything that identify wouldn't no tell you less yeah okay i can't i I keep having uh conflicting things does um does uh identify tell you if an item is cursed you choose, an, you choose an object that you must touch throughout the casting of the spell. If it's a magic item or other magic imbued object, you learn its properties and how to use them, whether it requires attunement to use, how many charges it has, if any. Uh, you, lo- you learn whether any spells are affecting the item and what they are. If the item was created by a spell, you learn which spell created, you learn which spell created it. Uh, alternatively, if you touch a creature instead of an object, you learn what spells, if any, are currently affected. Yeah, I thought it did curses. Told you about yeah, curse. I don't think it does. I think I think that's the whole thing about the curse. It doesn't show up on an identify spell. That might be an interesting one to do. Identify on our uh, chilling quest friend. That would be interesting. Yeah, that would be. He Assuming would chilling quest can sit still for ten minutes. For <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were both thinking it. <laughs> So it says, uh, for cursed items, it says some magic items bear curses that bedevil their users, sometimes long after the user has even stopped using the item. The magic item's description specifies whether it is cursed. Most methods of identifying items, including the identify spell, fail to reveal such a curse. Although the lore might hint at it. Yeah, yeah. usually there's only one way to find out for sure, and that's attuned to it. Or put it on. Yep. 
So periaptive wound closure requires attunement. <laughs> it's a really good item. Yeah, I'm. I can't but, attune to anything else at this point. I assume it's a hey, healing okay. item. Is that what? I was going to say. I have no uh, idea what that is. It stabilizes oh. you if you're dying at the start of your turn. In addition, oh. whenever you roll a hit die to regain hit points, double the number of hit points you receive. Wow. That's really Yeah, it's good. a good item. I mean, I should have that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Considering how often you go down, yeah. Yeah, for some reason, it's 10 feet of But that's an, that's an enchantment, right? Yeah. And you also felt a conjuration on it, so... Yeah. So, so as, as I'm pointing out with this, I'm like, yeah, there's like, you know, this is what it does normally does, but there's something else with it too, and there's some weird conjuration magic, and I on it, I can't figure out why it's there. You know what? Yeah, the fact that you can't. I should have taken more stuff. I mean, I guess I can still do it, but I can cast Legend more, possibly, on it to see, get more history on it to see it, like what actually is and like possibly if it's cursed. I can also alternatively just cast remove curse. And remove curse oh. does not necessarily remove the curse from an item. It just oh. makes it so that you can unattune from it. Um legend lore would be interesting on that crab fork though. That and the sword, I'm just checking to see if it requires me to touch. Yeah, as long as it's not touch. <laughs> I don't know if legend lore is touch because legend lore you can do that on a location as well. Oh, name so or describe mean... a person, place, or object. Yeah, so I don't even have to have it with me. I can literally just like think about it, and it'll give me. It's a, a two hundred and fifty gold worth of ivory and fifty. Oh, <laughs> two hundred and fifty gold, and then four ivory strips worth at least fifty gold. These spells hit you where it hurts, don't they? These things get more and more expensive. <laughs> 150 gold worth of materials. I mean, Legend Lore is a good spell. That's a... Legend Lore is really cool. I really like it. Yeah. You want to know the history of an item? There you go. Mm -hmm. It would be. I would be so curious about that sword, though. Alternatively, for the uh, fork, we can maybe ask Taddeus... Because he knew about the sword. Did we not ask him about the fork? I don't think so. No, I think the did. fork was kind of like one of the first things we did. And then we kind of forgot about it for a really long time. And then Potties came along. And Yeah, no, we got that really early. You know? Yeah, yeah it was like... Stuff. Yeah. You guys oh. had that before I joined. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm gonna tell you. Oh, I'm gonna tell you what I'll make into you. If you have, if you have removed curse ready, I'll, I'll try to identify the sword. Right. My, my biggest problem is I thought we were taking a long rest, so I redid my spells. Well, so I, I had remove curse, and I had spell slots available. I just don't have it on me right now. Okay. Well, standing, so if this is happening, yeah, if this is happening the day before we're leaving. I can do it. Mm, we need to leave as soon as possible. I would say we don't want to spend a day just so we can cast some spells. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's a standing offer. Let's put it that way. Yeah, let's okay. leave that for down the line. We'll probably regret that later. But anyways, um, we clearly have more important things to do than figuring out what's going on with that sword. Right, Chilling Quest? If you say so. 
Yeah. Don't go grabbing that. I mean, he grabbed the sword and he doesn't seem to be doing anything weird. But like. But wait, didn't you didn't you have to use use the spell magic to get it away from him? Oh yeah, I didn't have to. I just kind of it was we like a gut instinct after what happened with my. But he did look like he didn't want to give yeah. it away. Yeah. Like, that's why you cast the spell. Yeah, let's not risk yeah. it. Let's just go to the library. Let's just go to the library. Gaston, I'm so excited. I miss Gaston. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to see what he looks like. I'm so excited. Shouldn't be really terrified. Up. <laughs> no, I know it's gonna be so bad. <laughs> and all this. Oh, we should pick up clothes for him on the way. Yeah, but we don't even know like what. Like we know his size, sure, but we don't know like how like FD is. FD is. Like sure, maybe he's like this jacked up lumberjack body or maybe he like, looks more like a like a <laughs> big bellied um abbot <laughs> okay so you're going to the um to the library yes are you going to try to find gaston first or are you going to go put yes the, uh, book of proofs back first no i think we need gaston first yeah so you're going to go find Gaston? Is that what I heard? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where are you going? You going to the auditorium? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, when you walk into the auditorium, there is a man up at the lectern who is, um, he's wearing like, uh, this is going to sound weird, like a Benjamin Franklin suit. You know, he's got like... <laughs> He's got, it's like brown with like almost like a checkered pattern. And he's got like a kind of dirty white shirt and suspenders and a vest and like a jacket and a bow tie. But he is probably the most handsome human any of you have ever seen. And he is teaching a lesson to the individuals that are still in their cases but all of the skeletons are in various states of reinvestiture oh no so remember how remember when emerin walked in and gaston was no longer just a skeleton he was like growing blood vessels and nerves and flesh that's what these skeletons that are all around the room they're still in their cases but that's what they're doing. They're they're enraptured with him. They are paying complete 100% attention to him. And they are slowly growing flesh. Oh my god. Emerin is walking. You're no. walking, walking in like this. <laughs> covering your eyes. Tunnel vision, tunnel yes. vision. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. He does not acknowledge I... your presence. Raise my hand. <laughs> <laughs> like this kind of you raise your hand yes what can I do for you I'm a little bit in the middle of something you see Gaston Emerin hi buddy very nice to see you how are you it's been a very long time oh my god I love this so much you haven't it aged a has. moment 
Yeah, it's only been like two days, buddy. <laughs> oh. uh, okay, if you say so. What can I do for you? As he's talking oh. to you, he's like moving his hand around and stuff is being written on the chalkboard. Oh my god. Um, could we have a couple minutes of your time? Um, <gasps> oh, wait, have- I have something for you. He's still moving his hand around and stuff's writing on the chalkboard and erasing behind it and then writing more. And he runs over to a cabinet and he opens a drawer and he takes out your cloak and it's all folded up perfect. And he's got it in one hand and he's still doing the thing on the chalk and he hands it to you. He says, this came in handy so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Um, I don't know if I want to put it back on, so I just fold it over my arm for the moment. (laughs) Um, So we have some questions about the Book of Proofs. Have you heard about the marriage of Straben and Goros? I have. I have actually done some research since we last spoke. It is a wonderful story of love and triumph. Don't you believe that it's the best thing now? It has the ability to bring people together, literally and figuratively. But doesn't it cause destruction when they're together? Who? Look at them. Look at me. I am not destroying things. Yes, but I don't think... I think Goros and Straven are still separated at this point, and when they come together, things go bad. Isn't that the whole point of the story is that they had to separate two things from being destroyed? Of course not. No. No. No, their power combined can save the world. Oh no. Anyway, uh, what what were your questions? You yeah, still questions about, doing the about thing with his hand. The book of proofs. Um I guess we have it. Can I pull it out? Mm. You can use your cloak to do that. Um, so here's the thing. We have... We're pretty sure someone who wants to destroy the world might be needing this book that belongs here in the library. And we were wondering if now that you have been invested with the power of Straben and Goras could be its protector while we go find this individual and put an end to him. Doesn't this book have a place? Right, and we're going to put it there, but we want to make sure that no one takes it from that place when we're gone. Oh, I see. You want me to protect the book in its proper place. Correct. Well, I believe that everything has its proper time and place. Uh, Okay. Does that mean you'll like help us? Sure. I I don't I don't see why not. Great. Where are you where where are you going to put it? In the spire. Spire room, right? That's where it's normally kept, isn't it? Yeah. Ah, I see. Okay. Yes, I will I will protect it. Great. And take Qu- some I- glasses out of his pocket and he puts them on. <laughs> Oh my god. Um how long how long has it been since you started your first reading? My first reading. When of did I book. learn to read? Well, I was a wee no, little no, no, lad. No, no, no. My parents book. believed in 
teaching me how to go about the world and enjoy the stories of the greatness of Straven. Wait, so you are always a follower of Straven? (laughs) Well, and also Goros. They belong together. No, I meant, like, when did you get your body (laughs) to look, like, since, you know, since we left? How long has it been since we left? Uh, A while. It feels like it's been a very long time. Great. Okay. Uh, we'll be going to the spire then um, and putting the book where people You are. can read, yes. Sure. Yeah. I, was I wasn't sure if your people taught you to read. You can, you can read the book on the pedestal right there. Yeah, it I will don't... provide you with so much knowledge. Mm-hmm. And spells, I assume. Uh, and I look at the writing. <laughs> I assume it's still going on in the background. Probably, yes. And the audience here, sometimes they like to hear a different voice. Well, that's great. Um, We have pressing matters to attend to, and I think I'm going to have to leave reading. The printing press is down the hall, and then you go to the left, and then past, I think, two hallways and three doors, and then it's on the right-hand side. To get to the spire room? The printing press. Why you said you had the- pressing matters. <laughs> oh, good lord! <laughs> no, we 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 have to go put the book back. You see, um, it really ah, it, you know, it's important to leave things back. It's a library. You have to put things back where they belong, so so that they don't go missing. Yes, I see. Uh, I I um. I don't know directly where the spire room is. You'll have to ask Tavros. You know yeah, Tavros. We'll, we'll ask Tavros for indication. Oh. Yeah, that's that's fine. It's it's okay. Very well. Anything else? No, no. We wouldn't want to interrupt you for too long. Um, I'm <sighs> sure your your students here would like you to finish as soon as possible, so they can put on some clothes. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> and me too. <laughs> yeah, it must be very weird talking to people who are slowly becoming more fleshy. <laughs> well, having gone through it myself, I'm yeah. non-judgmental. Oh yeah, yeah. It's probably better to just keep your eyes on the text and then just 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 to give them a bit of privacy, right? Yes. I also have to make sure they're not growing into the case, so I have to, mm, you know. Yeah, oh. that would be bad. Oh. Why don't you just yeah. let them out of the cases like I did with you? Well, you know, um, there can only be one person on stage. At a time. Hmm. Well, no. You could take a break and one of them could read. Yeah. You know, I trust in my own interpretation of, of the lesson, so I wouldn't want someone to take it over that I didn't also trust and these are young students you see so Uh they can't always get across the appropriate ideas right well there was a rat folk that might be interested in 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 reading ah yes he he stops by every once in a while yes 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 quite a nice gentleman yes yes very nice yes he made me these glasses oh oh well, um, we'll let you continue with your sermon, and we will go put the book where it belongs. Excellent, excellent. All right, class.
Back to work. Enough of this interruption. And he sort of looks at you as you're leaving. Yeah, yeah, we back out. <laughs> oh, good, I'm in. Well, you got your book, your cloak back. Yep. Yeah. I'm not really sure how well we convinced him to guard the book, but, you know, at least he knows. I mean, if something attacks the library, I could see he and his fellow future clerics. Oh my god. Helping. <laughs> Just created a church. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you might want to let your mom know about what's going on in the library. Just uh, she'll figure it out. <laughs> Honestly, I really don't want to be the one to tell her, like, hey, there are humans growing in their cases in the structure hall. <laughs> They're not all humans, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll walk a bit away from the place and just call out for Tapros. Uh, he smokes in and forms. Hey, Tavros, it's been a century. How's it, how's it, how's it, how's it holding? Oh, a century already. Hmm. Doesn't smell like it. I'm joking. Oh, well. Um. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We recovered a book that was mm. stolen from the library, and we wanted oh, to Oh, for back. shame. Right? thieves. Terrible. Um... Whatever were they thinking? We wanted to put it back where it belongs. Okay. And where is that? The spire. The spire room? Yeah, that one. Ah, yes. You go through the auditorium, you take the left-hand side door, and it goes down the stairs, and then you follow it all the way down, quite like if you were going back to see Makodam's maze. And then you... At the last minute, at the last major intersection, turn to the right, and there will be some stairs up that will deposit you right in front of the door of the spire room. Okay. Do you, do you have any recollection of that book being stolen? What book is it? You don't know what books are missing from the library? I don't sense any books missing from the library right now. That's because we, we, we have it here with us, I guess. Maybe? Oh, God. Is there two book proofs? I was going to say, you don't think this uh, is like a different... No, I think it's just now that it's back in the library, he's saying... I that, really hope that's that true. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Occam's razor doesn't cut my throat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tavros. Yes. Anybody who gets that. <laughs> Have you been, like... Do you know when a book is taken from the library? Yes. Have you ever felt the Book of Proofs leave the library? Well, you see, with that kind of book, it's always partially in the library and out of the library. Uh-huh. What does that mean? Remember when we discussed that if there's a gate, the Gate is part of the plateau that it's on, and also part of the plateau that it is destination in. And that means that the gate 
is connecting those two plateaus. Well, the Book of Proofs is halfway in the plateau and halfway out of the plateau. Oh, yeah, because it's some kind of like, yeah, the dimension, like spatial time or something. Timey wimey. Past the future, basically. Thing, right? So, does that mean that if someone took the Book of Proofs from the library, you wouldn't be able to tell that it was taken from the library? Not unless there was something to trigger a response that was different from normal. No, I would not notice. The same is true of several of the intraplanar texts that we have here. How many of how many texts do you have in the spire room? Right now, only one. Are you sure it's still there? It's always there. Oh boy. What books normally keep there? The Book of Proofs. That is its position. Yeah. All right. uh, what does that book look like? Well, it depends on who's looking at it. Usually, when someone sees it for the first time, it looks like a regular old book with some generic leather on it. What happens after you look at it more? Well, it depends on what types of questions have been asked and what their effect is. And yes. And also just how a person chooses to see it. That's disturbing. Um, <laughs> Honestly, that is worse than actually just knowing that it's like flesh covered. <laughs> <laughs> knowing that we're looking at it like that, that's. <laughs> okay. That's somehow um, worse than I thought. Honestly, I didn't think um, it was worse, but no. All right, um, well, let's go to the spire room and let's see what what happened with the Book of Proofs. <sighs> Tavros dissipates. All right. Okay, so you make your way to the spire room? Yeah. yeah. Don't sound Back so happy. Through the auditorium, <laughs> down the stairs, through the wibbly wobbly corridors Back full of water. Back to the intersection, mm -hmm. and then up the stairs. Okay, so you're in front of the, the door. I remember I made a map of this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. So I'm just looking at the map. <laughs> I was really impressed. <laughs> On the way, Konos has thought of the one thing, the one phrase not to write into the Book of Proofs. Wait, what is it? The Book of Proofs is complete. That is the absolute thing. That is the one thing that should absolutely not be written into the Book of Proofs. You know, I, yeah, that's, that's probably it. Oh my God. I think it might take it a while to answer that question. Yeah. I think it would I think, break. Not in the mood to find out. I think depending on how long it took, it might be a yes or a no. Uh <laughs> okay, so um, you can open the door. Yeah. I need the key. Yes, there is a slot in the middle of the door. Okay, we'll take out the clear gemstone. Light it in. Okay, so when you hold it up to the door, it the door socket kind of glows for a second, and then it kind of suctions the stone into the socket. Like, pulls it out of your hand a little bit. And then you hear kind of a 
clicking sound and almost like um, a decompression noise as as the door kind of starts to slide open. It's almost as if the air pressure in the other room is uh, very different. And you see that the first 10 feet of the room is just a sort of hall. And then there's a very, very, very dark, thick curtain blocking that first 10 feet kind of foyer from the rest of the room. I'll stand for a second and listen to see if I hear anything. It's full-on silent. You only thing you hear is everyone breathing behind you. Great. Um, is it, oh. like, dark on both sides of the curtain? It's bright. It's, it's sort of, there's, like, you know, um, emanating light on this side. It's um, dim light, but... On our side or our, on, on your side? side, yes. Side. And in the hallway, of course, as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pull back the curtain. Oh, we've seen this before. Uh, Have yeah, you seen I'll, it before? I'll, no. Oh, okay. I thought I thought this was like part of Larilax, like when we first saw him. I thought there was like a black curtain. Anyways, I'll walk forward and pull the curtain open. There was a black curtain in the in one of the temples. This is not that same thing, though. Okay. okay. I'm just. Shouldn't she have seen it when uh, her mother stole the book of proofs? It was not in that dream. Yeah, I didn't see it. So this is like those stairs we went up to and everything does not coincide with everything so far has, but this area with the curtain blocking it is not. Okay. Yeah, I'll cautiously hand on one hand on my mace open the curtains. As you grab the curtain to start to pull it open, the door starts to slide shut. Can I move back and try to Grab it and keep it from shutting. You, if you can give me a strength check. Okay. 17. Uh, you, for a second, hold the door, but it continues to push. Oh. If I, like, stop pulling the curtain open, does it stop? Yes. Interesting. Okay. So it's just... Do we need so to just jump in? Go through? I think this chamber is a, like a double seal. Yeah, it's like a, a vault, basically. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but I don't remember the word for it. It's like an airlock. Yeah. We have the key, right? You still have the key, or is it in the door? Is it in the door? The gym stayed in the door. Oh, cool. um, I think we'll be fine, because if, if I close it, does the door open again? Close the curtain. Pull the curtain close. Yeah, so if you if you let go of the curtain, the door will stop moving to close. Okay. Well, I think we're fine as long so as... So we all have to get into this. Yeah, we all go into the, like, 10-foot area. Yeah, yeah. it's like and a little then, waiting room. Then, once I, I mean, pull the yeah, curtain, let's the do it. close. Yeah, I think it's fine. Konos don't get squished. All right, I once Konos is clear of the door, and I make sure Konos is clear of the door, I'm yeah. going to open the curtain. Okay, everybody came in? Yes. Okay, so when you open the curtain, you push back the curtain, the door is shut, and in front of you, you see a circular room, and about 10 feet in front of you, there is a pedestal that could have the book sitting on it, and that looks 
very much like the one that was in your dream, the pedestal. But in front of the pedestal is a pillar of white light that comes from the top of the room, which has a 20 or 30 foot ceiling. It's, hum- it's enormous. From the top, the top of the room, the ceiling is pure white light. Not so bright that you like can't look at it like you're looking at the sun or something, but just pure white light. And if you look at it, you can see like images in it, like different people and creatures and buildings and like civilization. But it's, it's like, it's like you look at it and everything is white. So it's white on white. And you, you see like the things you see, they fade right away. And coming down from the middle of that is this pure white energy that's coming down and you see things sort of floating in and out of the column of energy and it gets about a third of the way down and there is a gray colored swirling misty area and the white column comes in and when it when it hits the gray area it the things that were sort of flitting in and out of the of the white sort of column of energy, they kind of pour over the edge of the grayish swirling disk of mist. And you once again can see things and images in there, but they're the same color as the grayish mist. So it's almost like you look at them and when you focus on them, suddenly they're not there and you see it out of the corner of your eye and you turn to focus on it and suddenly it's not there and you just see this gray swirling mist. And as it pours over the edge of the grayish misty disk, it comes down about another third from the, from the ceiling and it hits a more reddish swirling of smoky... This one's more fluidy, almost like very thin magma. It is, um, it has chunks in it every once in a while. It looks like it has chunks and small bursts of flame pop up and burst out of this fluidy, gaseous, odd, thin, disc shaped film of weird red stuff. And as the as this gray stuff comes down and it flows down into the red, it becomes more murky and reddish and it sort of hits that disc and it falls over it again, like another waterfall. But the whole entire time from the top where it was very white and you saw the things sort of swimming around in it, those things are changing color as they hit the different layers and they kind of then flow over. And when they flow off of the red disc, they flow into an area that is no longer just a swirling misty color. It's a deep red whirlpool type of fluid with crashing waves. Every once in a while, it kind of flashes a blue color a little bit, and then it turns back red. And as that energy 
sort of falls into that and swirls around. You know how when you looked at the white and the gray and the red and you saw kind of images out of the corner of your eye and when you try to focus on them, they suddenly weren't there. In this case, it's not images that you see, it's sounds that you hear. And what you hear are screams and popping noises. And some screams and popping noises as the things get poured into this whirlpool kind of slurry of nastiness. And the sound in this room that's that's emanating out, it's almost like you're standing next to an enormous waterfall. You just hear and just water crashing down, but it's not water. There's no fluid in the room. It's just this image of this going from bright white down to this grayish dark kind of area, pouring over that into a reddish area, pouring over that into this whirlpool of muck. Are we looking at the soul spire here? Or like a representation of it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Oh, God. Remember that there is a threefold lake. And the reason it's mm-hmm. called the threefold lake is that the the spire pours into the threefold lake. It pours into it three times, right? So the top is the white plateau. It's representing the white plateau. And it's the top of the threefold lake. And as things pour down, they pour into the second of the threefold lake, which is in the dark plateau. And that actually runs through... You know, the Dark Plateau is where the Palace of the Faded is, right? And as it pours out of that, it pours into the Red Plateau. And the Red Plateau contains the Well of Capitalis, which is probably what that bottom nastiness is. That's where we have to go. The pouring parts that are kind of like waterfalls or rivers... Those are representing the blue plateau. Mm-hmm. So what you have represented in front of you is the white plateau, the dark plateau, the red plateau, the blue plateau, the palace of the faded, and the well of capitalis all in front of you. But there's something wrong because the soul spire and the threefold lake should only be white plateau and blue plateau. So you can see by looking at this that the dark part and the red part, and especially the Well of Capitalis, are all a type of corruption for this. Because what was supposed to happen is that the souls go into the soul spire and they flow down from each plateau of the threefold lake and they pass through the Palace of the Faded. Because remember, Blacksley told you that sometimes souls go and they stay in the Palace of the Faded, and that's, that's part of what the Raven Queen can do, right? Otherwise, they keep going and go into the Soul Spire until their soul gets to its final resting spot. Yeah, where it's judged. But, but now it's... Right, but what you're seeing in front of you is every soul is going down into the Well of Capitalis. And that's where we're going to end. Oh, boy.
We have a task, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for uh, listening or watching, and uh, we hope you enjoy the show. And um, everybody, say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you.